0: All right, here we go. Another broadcast edition of the Robert Scabell Show about starting up on the 8th of uh, November 2023. Uh, We've got some updates on fluoride, which why do we even have to talk about fluoride anymore? That's amazing. I guess because most people are on it (laughs) that we have to keep talking about it. Maybe we can break through. Uh, First hour guest, Jack Roth. Uh, The book is called Killing Kennedy, uh, going into the conspiracies, cover-ups, etc. And he's covered a lot of these mysteries throughout the years with uh, documentaries as well as books. So we're going to be able to talk a little bit about that, maybe a lot about it. We have a follow-up question of the day on fish, plastics, and mercury and what to do about it. We also have uh, religious exemptions. They just... They're so desperate to have you be part of the Church of Pharmaceutical Mysticism vaccination denomination that they don't want you to have an ability to say, I have a religious or spiritual belief that, well, prohibits me from letting you give me or my kid that shot. So we got some updates on that. Uh, Tia Severino is back talking about the triple feature of Plandemic 1, 2, and 3 in Atlanta this weekend, as well as the Next Steps Conference in the first quarter of next year, March, at the Lake Lanier Islands uh, Event Center. That's going to be fun. We've got a moment of duh. We've got a homeopathic hit, especially for women. This homeopathic hit, long-distance dedication, goes out to all women today. And finally, Brooke Shields and Potato Chips. Why? You'll find out. On the Robert Scott Bell Show, we're about to kick it off. Yeah, right now.
1: The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Robert Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Lord knows why I have to talk about fluoride anymore, but uh, it still is something that is in a significant percentage of the water supplies, municipally treated water supplies in the United States of America. And maybe that could explain at least partially uh, a lot of the uh, dunderheaded realities in which we uh, are witnessing every day, you know, whether it be from uh, government or into government, the people that can't seem to get out of their own way uh, when we talk about not only health and healing, but fundamental, uh, the fundamentals of freedom, which is uh, you know the essence of the Robert Scott Bell Show. I look at what happened, uh, and I, we'll get into that tomorrow probably in more detail with Jonathan Emord, but uh, in Virginia, uh, I think the, the Republicans got shellacked, even though they have a Republican governor, Uh, In the uh, whatever the midterm or whatever elections they just had there. And uh, the question is, how is that possible, considering how horrible the Democrats are on freedom, on on all these mandates that people don't want? Even a lot of Democrats don't want. Uh, What is what is the reason for this? And, you know, we'll have to explore that, look into that. And it's not that this is a Republican show or a Democrat show. It's about liberty, fundamentally freedom. But the recognition that, you know, there are those that have a little bit more embrace, overt embracing of liberty and those that do not. And in that context, we try to put that out there for your consideration. Could it be that we're just so heavily intoxicated eating, you know, food grown with herbicides and pesticides and heavy metals in the soil? And of course, the fluoride in the water guarantees the uptake of these heavy metals ever more efficiently. And in that way, we can no longer think clearly much less act on clear information as they say that anybody who has clarity of thought is spreading disinformation or misinformation or malinformation. And any time we would accept that the government has the authority, the, the, the constitutional authority to determine what is legitimate speech, considering that the First Amendment was written for the protection of all speech, including and especially the kind you don't agree with, I don't know. Explain to me some 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 other reason besides fluoride in the water, making people so dang dumb and docile that they might sound like they're riled up. But when it comes to actually doing something about it, if you vote, for instance, and actually pull on the lever for something else. But then again, maybe people are on to the fact that we have a uniparty with only mild or slight differences between them. And you're looking for something else or you've just withdrawn altogether and said, well, what's the point of participating? which I have great sympathy or empathy for that as well. The largest government in the planet of the earth, largest empire in the planet, the history of the planet, it seems to be a little bit out of line with the constitution, whether empire at home or empire abroad, it's not good for freedom. It's not good for your individual liberty and sucking down fluoride every day from the tap water. Or uh, you still hear stories about this of moms going in to get, what they call pediatric water or whatever the name of it is uh, nursing water. I think it's called also sometimes, and, and you know, they, they just innocently look at that. It. Oh, it's for nursing. I'm nursing. I'll give them some nursing water and to come to find out the primary role for that kind of water is to pump fluoride into the innocent little babies for what Well, because I guess the aluminum in the hepatitis B shot the day they were born did not get absorbed well enough. So we want to make sure we get some of that fluoride to guarantee the uptake, if you will. To say that we're a bunch of morons may be an understatement, but bigger than us as morons are the medical morons, the people with high medical degrees that can't use the sense that God gave them. To realize that nobody, nobody is suffering from a fluoride deficiency any more than a child is likely to escape from the delivery room of a hospital and get a tattoo with a dirty needle. So that's why we have to give them a hep B shot at birth. Besides the fact that even if they did that, would the hep B shot do a lick of good anyway because they don't even have an immune system to respond to the shot to develop the proverbial holy grail of immunology, the antibody? which they can't do for at least six months. Some would argue uh, much longer than that. The absurdities are piled on top of absurdities. And when you hear what doctors have prescribed for Brooke Shields, yes, you remember Brooke Shields because she had some kind of seizure, epileptic seizure or something. We'll get into that. You'll understand that we are listening to the wrong experts with the, with their prescription pad, even when they're prescribing something that remotely resembles food it's amazing. Just amazing. So the defender has this article. I'm, I'm just, you know, just kind of stimulated these discussion points today about auto and uh, well, this is not autism necessarily, but fluoride lowering the scores on cognition tests of children. We've, we've covered this time and time and time again. It, it, there, I don't believe there's plausible deniability to say that our government officials didn't know that adding fluoride to the water supply was actually not good even for dental health. Cause that's the argument besides the issue of toxicity. If you get ignore that you go, well, it's good because it helps prevent cavities in children. And you're like, really? Why? How is that even possible? If that's even true because fluoride is so damn toxic, the bacteria associated with dental cavities are eradicated like an antibiotic. But even that's not a good excuse because having more fluoride in the water guarantees a modeling, M-O-T-T-L-I-N-G, I I believe that's how it's spelled, of the teeth. A weakening, a darkening, a crumbling of the teeth. And I know it's not the homeopathic hit of the day, but creosote or creosotum is the homeopathic remedy when you have that kind of modeling, a blackening of the teeth that occurs largely due to fluoride. But get the fluoride out. For God's sake, stop it. There are technologies that can pull fluoride out, filtration to some degree. Um, my friend Paul Baratero with Echo Technologies they have the Echo Water. If, you, if your uh, city water is fluoridated, you let them know when you order the unit and they have things appropriate to that. And the, electro, the electrolytic uh, interface as well also enhances the water's ability to do what it's designed to do in addition to the dissolving of hydrogen in it. So if you check out Echo Water, Echo technologies, you can get something that can purify it if you are in a city that throws extra fluoride in the water supply. But yes, it lowers cognition. It makes you more docile. Why do you think they dropped it into the prisoner camps in World War Two? They didn't know it. Oh, and then we didn't know it in America because that was something they did in Germany. Excuse me. What was Operation Paperclip all about? Let's bring over the Nazi scientists. We don't want to kill them for the horrific atrocities they visited upon innocent humans on this planet. We want them over here so we can get their knowledge and maybe continue their evil ways. I know it's ugly to look at these things, to consider these things. Even though my glasses, they're not rose colored, but they're blue blockers. I'm willing to see and self-efface about my own country when it falls down on the job or the people themselves fall down on the job in defense of our liberty and to bind those bastards down with the change of the constitution. Now I'm talking about people in government, whether they be elected or the unelected bureaucratic oligarchy, we got to do better. Having fluoride is not helping us do better. Yes. It's making kids dumber, but it makes adults dumber too. And it guarantees a lot of other chronic degradation diseases, neurological skeletal and otherwise along the way. So if y'all check this article out, it's in the show notes at RobertScatbell.com slash listen for the chat room. If you're there, say hi. Let us know where you're watching or listening from. And apologies. We did get word from our friend uh Giege, who's uh uh migrating the Robert Scott Bell show website off of GoDaddy to a more friendly confine online that's not as likely to ban us and deplatform us, like those uh places like YouTube and Spotify and LinkedIn. So uh he says that Thursday or Friday he anticipates that it will be fully converted over or, tr- or migrated over like the coconuts uh, <laughs> into uh, the new platform or new place. And uh, if you're having difficulty connecting. One more thing I want to mention before we bring on our guest is to sign up for our newsletter. We now have made it easy. If you do texting with your phone or whatever the device is called now, you can text RSB to the number 66866. That is my initials RSB. Send it to Six, six, eight, six, six. And I have to say this again. No, it's not the number of the beast. That's three sixes. We have four (laughs) divided by an eight. The infinity symbol, six, six, eight, six, six. You can safely text RSB and then you'll be prompted to enter your email and then we'll get you plugged in and stay in touch no matter what. And on that front yesterday, we had a great interview and actually tested the technology. Uh, the Iridium uh, satellite phones, if you go to sat123.com, you can get a satellite phone for free. Just sign up for the service and all the minutes that you don't use roll over. So when you have an emergency, you have plenty. Sat123.com and we had Kevin Tuttle, our buddy, call us from Israel where he lives now with his family on the satellite phone to Super Don to his cell phone. And it worked beautifully. We heard him just so well. In fact, there was less of a delay than I've had on cell phone to cell phone calls in some cases. So that's another beautiful thing you can do. Now, with that, Super Don, I want to bring you in real quick, and then we'll bring in our guest. Just if you have any uh, legendary commentary on fluoride or anything else we've been covering for as long as you and I have been together doing this and longer. Le- legendary? Yeah, your commentary oh, is Oh, God, legendary. how can I live up to <laughs> that? Legendary. I got to throw it up there really <clears throat> high so that you feel intimidated to say anything.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting debate that's been going on for as long as I've I've been working with you and before that. Yeah. Um, that, you know, the idea of, uh, drinking fluoride, which yeah. it, it's still it, it intuitively just does, does not make sense. I'm not a scientist. Maybe there's something I'm missing here, but if you wanted to, to help your teeth, uh, why are you swallowing it and ingesting it? And, and
0: uh, yeah, uniformly drugging the whole yeah,
1: water supply. Yeah, for teeth. yeah. I mean, it just doesn't, you know, I, you know, I, I have, I have nearsightedness and. Mm-hmm. So last night, I tried eating my contact lenses uh, to see if it would help with my my vision. vision? It didn't work. (laughs) I I just don't understand why. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Those stupid Nazi scientists. (laughs) They want to fluoridate us. They want you to eat your your glasses and contact lenses. Uh, Anyway. Yeah, that's the brilliance and legendary status that you hold here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Well done for bringing that point up. I I appreciate that. You're welcome. Now, we have uh, uh, some links uh, to our guest, Jack Roth, coming up here. And he's written a book called Killing Kennedy, exposing the plot, the cover-up, and the consequences. Of course, we've had Jim Mars on, we've, we've done a lot of shows on this. Uh, Liam Sheff, our dearly departed friend wrote, of course, official stories, including one chapter on the Kennedy assassination. Uh, We've had Bobby Kennedy, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. On the show. He's talked a little bit about that as well. Uh, there's no shortage of things to still discuss about it. And then in a broader sense, Beyond Us, the Killing Kennedy, uh, Jack has done a lot of uh, uh, research, writing, and documentary and TV shows on a lot of, uh, let's say, controversies, reality stuff, reality-related controversies. So I'm looking forward to having a a broad-ranging discussion, but we'll start with the book Killing Kennedy. The author is here. Jack Roth, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Good to have you on. Now, this book came out about a, it. looks like about a year ago now. And I don't know if it's available. It's hardcover and Kindle right now. I'm looking at it available there. Um, what can you bring to this discussion that hasn't already been beaten? No pun intended to death. Uh, and I'm fascinated still by it because it's still no matter how much we get out into the world about it, we still go. Mm, I, I'm scratching my head still.
2: Uh, you know what? That's a great question. And that's the question a friend asked me when I decided I wanted to write a book on the Kennedy assassination. And he, in good faith, he said, what are you going to write about the Kennedy assassination that hasn't already been written? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know what? And I, I'd done a lot of research already. I knew the amount of material that was out there, but I said, you know, in my own way, I want to figure out what to do here. So uh, we were noodling the idea a little bit and came up with the, 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 Phrases such as ripple effects, why it still matters, the cost of conspiracy, you know, because with the 60th anniversary now here, uh, I really wanted people to understand more than anything that why it still matters, because it does still matter, because a lot of the younger generations don't care. Uh, And they don't care because they don't know. Uh, And they're distracted by other things. And they should care because Mm -hmm. you have to look at your history. A country's history. You have to be able to look at your history, deal with your history head on. And when there are cover-ups and there are things that just continue to loom like a dark shadow over the country, yeah. it's hard to move forward as a what I call a true democracy, like a free democracy, right? Where everything's out in the open. Okay, deal with it. Listen, the Germans did. After World War II, they, they went to work dealing directly with what, what their country had done in two wars. Uh, you know, in in the 20th century, they were definitely the bad boys of the 20th century. But in in Germany, you have to learn all about that, the Holocaust, and they go right at it. So you're able to deal with it directly and then move forward, try to be better, right? Make sure it doesn't happen again.
0: Do so, we still have obfuscation and cover up? I mean, what is it true that uh, one of the recent presidents, maybe the current one, said, you know, we're going to keep some of the stuff classified? 60 years later, this is the 60th anniversary this month.
2: Yeah, they do and they and presidents tend to go in saying, all right, I'm going to release all this." But I think something happens once they get in office and they're they're they're, they're spoken to. <laughs> that's, that's that's the best way to describe it. And then they're like, "Oh, yeah, maybe we'll wait another 4 years or whatever. Let someone else deal with that because it's, you know, it, it's and the CIA the documents that they're coming out with are 98% redacted. I mean, you know, it's only, you know, the there and that are that the words you can make out. So everything else is blackened. So, yeah, it, it there's it's still happening at the cover up still occurring. And uh and it's because the institutions are still there. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily that the people who were involved in the Kennedy assassination yeah. are still alive. It's because the institutions are still around and they need to maintain their control and power and and everything else
0: is there any dispute in your book about the role that the cia played here because even robert f kennedy jr who's running for president now as an independent uh bobby kennedy the nephew of john f kennedy uh is running and and he said it's clearly a cia plot cia is all over this
2: yeah that and based on what i learned doing the interviews i did for the book and the research i did it's clear that the cia played a hand in it and the cia but people have to understand: in 1963, they were the best in the world at assassinations, coup attempts, right, toppling regimes. These, and they weren't supposed to be doing any of that. By the way, that wasn't their mandate. Their mandate was simply to, uh, to, to. Collect foreign intelligence. <laughs> so they were doing all these things they shouldn't have been doing, but you're right. And and there's a whole reason behind it from the standpoint of when Kennedy came into office and the things that were happening in the early 60s, the Cold War, the Cold Warriors, who were these men who were a result of the Cold War and were having none of Kennedy and what he wanted to try to change. So yeah, the CIA was behind it. Uh, and you know, people like Alan Dulles. Uh, William Harvey, uh Cord Meyer, uh, they, they these were all cold warriors in the CIA at that point. And of course, remember Kennedy had had uh he had fired Alan Dulles after the uh, Bay of Pigs. So there was a lot going on there and uh, you know again I get into more detail in the book and people that I interview get into much more detail in the book. But yeah, it, to me as a conclusion, there's no question that the CIA had a hand in it. Uh, certainly logistically and setting he, it up and doing it.
0: Was the primary motivation then the 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 threat of uh, scattering them to the winds, as uh, Jack Kennedy was supposed to have said?
2: Partly. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, because he was trying to upset the apple cart. He realized that we were, you know, two steps away from nuclear war after the Cuban Missile Crisis, and he realized that things had to change. So he's using backdoor channels to talk with Khrushchev. And he wants detente and khrushchev agreed they they, they started a friendship over this and mm-hmm. it, they they knew that nuclear war was not going to be, benefit anyone so yeah kennedy was trying to prevent that he was trying to he didn't want to go to vietnam we all know this it's been said a million times but he truly was like that is not our war we we do not want to go to vietnam well, uh, yeah. and he also yeah, I'm sorry.
0: Go ahead. I say the other thing we, you know, we talk about other controversies in terms of monetary policy, recognizing the, the danger of the Federal Reserve establishing, again, a, a U.S. Treasury producing its own silver certificates. I mean, there's a lot of threats to the global order that was developing in the 20th century based on Federal Reserve policies now related to IMF World Bank policies, WEF. I mean, on and on it goes. Uh, and they don't like nation states, globalists. And the CIA somehow became involved in a plot against, I believe, our own country.
2: Right. And they were doing this all over the world. They were doing this in Africa. They were doing it in Central America. They didn't like the idea of sovereign nations. They wanted to control all nations if they could. So you go to Africa, a lot of these third world up and coming growing nations. Again, Central America, South America, Africa, they exploited those countries uh, and made a great deal of wealth as a result of exploiting those countries. And Kennedy, Mm -hmm. and you can look this up, he was against that. He wanted all those nations to be sovereign and free. Now, we would help in a good way if we could help any way we can, but he wanted them to be sovereign. And that was a major problem because that wasn't part of these people, their Mm -hmm. grand plan of things.
0: Now, when I was back in the '90s researching this stuff, I, I was a filmmaker of my own right, but very low-level stuff. It was back when it was all analog, too. By the way, we didn't have all this digital stuff that makes it like instant. But we uh, ordered uh, the ZapRuder film from the National Archives. They had uh, direct copies. Apparently, they would they would send out to people who wanted to investigate, report on it. We did, and I was going frame by frame and analyzing it to the best of my ability with some of my other friends that were doing film stuff and. I came to the conclusion that the the, the agent sitting. Uh, in the front seat, turned around with a gun and fired the the shot right, right, almost point blank range that threw his head back. Uh, And there was some scratching out of it. I mean, it was like some real tampering of the film uh, available. I don't know if you've investigated anything like that. We've heard so many controversies about who fired the gun from where to make the head be thrown back instead of forward. Uh, You know, I just throw that out as something that, you know, I've investigated, but I don't have definitive proof other than my analysis and my opinion about it. Uh, but sometimes hiding right in plain sight in the midst of all of that is the best way to do it.
2: Well, I've interviewed a lot of people for the book and some some of my chapters are, are based on this as they did. They've written books on that, right? Uh, There's a Pruder film and what happened and what, you know, what was on that film. The problem is, like you say, once that film was out there and they got their hands on it, the, no one knows if that's what's the real, the the unedited, version so were missing of the frames. Film. there was
0: definitely missing frames so right. i need that
2: so you can't tell exactly you know listen most people see i see his head i see someone that would be shooting from the grassy knoll like his head his head going back like that right so mm-hmm. you know that's just a, a visual thing that i'm seeing Physics, i don't know how doctored it is yeah right right but there's so much more than that right it's the Zapruder film but it's also Jack Ruby, right? It's the single bullet theory. It's the fact that Alan Dulles was on the Warren Commission. You know, listen, you go on and on about all the things that are would be should be red flags for people, sure. serious red flags.
0: Well, and maybe had we had access to the, you know, the truth or all the facts to make a, up our own minds about it, they couldn't have gotten away with, for instance, the 9-11 commission report, you know, about what happened at 9-11, which is clearly so far from reality. Uh, and what it resulted in was just, you know, written out in the PNAC report, the you know project for a new American century where they just laid out. This is what we need to have happen. We need another Pearl Harbor on our shores so that we can go into the Middle East and control the flow of oil and other things. And now we're still dealing with this disaster. We see what's happening with Israel and, and uh, Hamas and all the surrounding areas that have been messed with for at least since the Balfour Declaration, if not before it. And I, I've argued, my, and my mom was born in what was then Palestine, became Israel, and she describes to me as a child living in Israel how they all got along, everybody pretty much, you know, you went to the market, you went to the coffee shops, you, you had a different belief or religion, and you were Arab, you were Israel, you're Jewish, you're Christian, and then it wasn't until they monkeyed it from the uh, globalist perspective. To shake the uh, the proverbial jar with the black and the red ants to make everybody not only hate one another, but actually start killing one another. And we're seeing it still manifest today. It's like we don't learn a thing.
2: We don't learn a thing. And, you know, false flags right over time. And, you know, what they try to do it, when Kennedy was in office, he learned of a something that was called Operation Northwoods, which was a joint chiefs of staff and the CIA put together this plan. To basically have a false flag event in the United States to have a literally a plane, check this, a plane going right into a building and then blaming it on Castro so we could declare war on Castro and annihilate Cuba, basically, Uh, or at the very least get rid of Castro so our interests could go back into Cuba and start making their money again. So, you know, this was, and Kennedy was appalled by this. He was like, there is no way we're doing this. going to start World War III, nuclear war. So yeah. And, and, you know, 9-11, listen, I tell people, I don't know enough about 9-11. I haven't researched that in depth, Mm -hmm. but the idea of even the government knowing and not doing anything about it Right. Kind of like Pearl Harbor. Right. Well, right. we knew the Jap. Let him do it. Let yeah. him do it so we can get That's our how war. We could
0: get him in. Right. And FDR right. knew that as well. And if we look at the mystery surrounding what Netanyahu apparently did to allow the attack on Israel, uh, this is not unprecedented. We go back to Germany and the Reichstag fire. This is time and time and time and time again. It's like. When, again, when do we learn? When do we say, hey, we, what if they threw a war and no one showed up? But we are, are too easily manipulated, frothing and angry and emotional or fluoridated to give a flip about it. or if we do, we have no energy to do anything about it. So the same stuff goes on and on. It's like ah, some days I wake up and just greatly disappointed in my species.
2: Yeah. Well, they call it a massive intelligence failure. (laughs) They did that in 9-11 and they're calling the same thing in Israel. It was a massive intelligence failure. Guess what? Israeli intelligence doesn't fail.
0: No. (laughs) Either does our
2: intelligence. They know exactly what's going on. There might be little things that slip through a spy here or whatever, (laughs) you know, like little things. But there is no way that the Israelis and Mossad would allow something like that to happen where they were caught totally asleep, right? So you have to wonder, wait a minute, they don't fail. The Israeli intelligence does not fail. And and ours too, you know, to give them credit. I mean, they've done a lot of evil things, but they're good at what they do. So, you know, how could all these, you know, 11, 13 Saudi Arabians get in the airplanes and fly them into all these places? No, that we knew about it. That we had to have known about it. But it's like, well, yeah, let him do it. We'll have our wars. And you have to understand, that's George Bush, right? Who was he? Didn't have a legit. He didn't have legitimacy at that point because it was such a close election. He didn't have the 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 citizen. He didn't have the 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 American people behind him to start a war. He had to get more people behind him. Well, that definitely got everyone behind him. Yeah. Because everyone was furious, right? So that's what they do. And then people like Dick Cheney, yeah, they're war profiteers and they make billions of dollars on the preceding wars. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah and of course the hegelian dialectic played against us as if democrats are against republicans now i i grant you that there are individuals who have true beliefs about things but for the most part these parties and the politics that they engage in have nothing to do with actually uh limited government constitutional uh you know uh, authority etc et and uh, they play one against the other so that we keep you know Divided and then keep keep falling for the same thing. We're a bunch of rubes and dupes and I would urge you if you haven't read it. I mentioned it in the opening before I brought you on here. My one of my dearest friends in this lifetime. He's no longer here on this planet. Unfortunately, uh, Liam sheff He wrote a great book called official stories and the tagline being official stories are here to protect the officials and there are chapters on various controversies of the 20th century and beyond including nine eleven, And it's just concise and it's humorous as well. And uh, I think you would appreciate it very much with where you've gone in your career uh, to cover many of these mysteries.
2: Yeah. One thing about that, like you mentioned, and I totally agree. I've been saying this on, on every show I'm on, we got to stop fighting as Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservatives, all of that is a distraction. And they're really good at that. They want oh, yeah. us to strangle each other in the streets over Republican, Democrat, all that stuff. And I tell people, it, it doesn't matter who's president. It doesn't matter who, run, who controls the House, who controls the Senate. This is all you know, icing on the – this is all just for show, right? So uh, they, the people who are really have the real power, not the president, but the people who really control things – They do it from behind closed doors and they want to make sure that it's divide and conquer, that we're fighting amongst ourselves. So we we don't stop and realize, Hey, wait a minute. This isn't, we're not each other's problems. They're the problem. They don't want that. So that's what they do.
0: I don't know if you've heard this. I I don't know if it was a comedian that said this, how uh, when you become president, they take you into a room off of the Oval Office, show you a film of 10 different views of the Kennedy assassination and say, you know who's in charge now? <laughs> you know, because it's like, oh, uh, they got you every angle. And, and you know, how true that is, I don't know. But the reality is when you become president and we supported here Ron Paul more than any other candidate in my lifetime that I believe in that guy as a man of great integrity, constitutional fealty, et cetera. Yet we saw the sabotage played by the Republican Party against him. And we're seeing or we saw almost the same thing happen with Bobby Kennedy running as a Democrat. Now he's running as an independent I'd like to think that he is the man of integrity I perceive him to be. But, of course, you're constrained by uh, the rules of the game that are not written. But when you get there, they either have something on you or if they have nothing on you, maybe they bribe you if you'll accept the bribe. And if they don't have that, then they can threaten your family. And then they find, you know, these people vote against the interest of what they believe even, although I never saw Ron Paul do that in his career, but he's the exception to the rule, I think. And I have a a dear friend of mine who appears regularly on this show running for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, which was the vice presidential candidate with Hillary Clinton, who... no doubt in my mind, I've known him personally for 25 plus years would be an an excellent upgrade and not bought. He's not purchasable. You know, they let a few of them in and maybe it can have some level of impact, but to to the point that you're making that I agree with, it's like the powers, the control is not necessarily in, you know, the legislatures or or the, the presidency or the, even the judges, but it's in the people going along with all of this so willingly saying, well, I can't fight city hall and they like, like us to uh, convince us that we have no power yet. The moment we no longer support it. And we, when we live accordingly, they, that power, that's the illusion through fear and other things goes away. And then maybe just maybe at that point we can take our country back.
2: Right. And, And the one thing that these elitists are really good at, they understand human nature and they understand how we're going to react to certain things. They understand the idea of cognitive dissonance where we can't handle, we can't. it's just too uncomfortable for us to think that the CIA, our government, was mm-hmm. actually involved in the Kennedy assassination. So we'd rather believe that Oswald, a lone nut, which he wasn't by any stretch of the imagination, that he did it, case closed, I don't want to ever think about it again. They understand this. And, and like you said, you mentioned something in your opening talk about the uh, MKUltra and the Nazis that they brought over after World War II. Well, guess yeah. what? These guys were masters at that stuff. They brought them over to continue those programs. And the whole idea of that is to keep the, the, the public under control, to keep the masses under control by – By understanding human nature and by also understanding that 90% of people are not going to be like us who say, you know what, you're not getting that one over on me. No, it's an insult to my intelligence. Therefore, I'm going to start a podcast. I'm going to start a radio show. I'm going to make, I'm going to write a book. Most people don't do that. Mm -hmm. So they know that by doing what they're doing, they're controlling most of the population. And that's something that people don't realize. It really is a, a, almost like a, a human conditioning, mind mm-hmm. control, uh, and b- basic human nature.
0: Yeah. Well, the question is, why have we been deplatformed from YouTube and Spotify and, and LinkedIn or and banned from time to time on various other social media networks? Do they ban the speech that is... Uh, what would we say, unpopular? It wasn't that it was unpopular. I mean, I, man, this show is wildly popular, but, and more so ever because of COVID and well, what we've stood against in terms of Fauci and CDC and FDA and WHO and WEF and all of these agencies and doctors and experts that were wrong, and media, uh, you know, folks that are conflicted with interests, economic and otherwise, from big pharma. Uh, the, you know, the question is, why would they ban certain speech and not other speech? And And what is the threat? the threat is we're right and they're wrong and people would learn about it and it it, you know why don't they ban people talking about flat earth if they were talking about misinformation malinformation i know i've got some a lot of flat earthers in this audience and i love you (laughs) you guys have fun it's okay we we can get along (laughs) but the point is they don't seem to be caring about banning things like that they're not that controversial apparently in the big scheme of things it doesn't matter but the things that matter you know Whether they did it to us on purpose, whether we have been uh, led into war through a a series of lies and deceptions, for instance. And then, of course, we see the aftermath of, of the disaster, you know, that was an atrocity. Of course, the attack on the people of Israel, those were innocent in there. And now we see an extraordinary response by young people who have no earthly idea what this planet is about going, I hate Jewish people. Suddenly, all Jewish people are guilty. It's like all Americans are guilty because of the things our government has done. At that point, I mean, we, they love the fact that they can take and lump everybody in a collectivist mash of Marxism and and pit us against each other, not realizing our own governments are doing that to us, that they've declared war on each of us. And so uh, I ask for people to grow up and put on their big boy pants and see beyond the hatred, the division, the Hegelian dialectic. And I know I'm asking for a lot.
2: Th- there's where propaganda comes into play. And a lot of these guys, these these Cold Warriors, they were very glad to move to have communism be the big threat. They kind of like the Nazis. Some of these guys, they were anti-Semitic for sure. <laughs> and you know, I'm talking about some the of Alan them funded, like Prescott form,
0: Bush, funded question. both sides. You know,
2: and this is common, This is public record. This you can find this out, and it's it's horrifying when you find out about it. But it's true. You know, you mentioned why, why that, why would I be banned from here or there? Because you're a threat. I t- you know again, look at history. Okay. Who were the first people the Nazis got rid of? It wasn't the gypsies. It wasn't the Jews. It wasn't the communists. It was the intellectuals. Mm. Anybody, any German in Germany who was a college professor, was educated and they saw what Hitler was all about. They were, they mm. were, you know, they were educated. They saw it. They had, they were free thinkers. They, they were critical thinkers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Those were the first people the SS arrested, tortured, and they never saw them again. Who were the first people when the when the Cambodian genocide occurred? Pol Pot, he wanted to take over and control Cambodia. Who did he kill? Educated, right? You had, if your hands were soft, that would be me because I'm a writer, mm-hmm. dead. I'd yeah, have an happened. eight-year-old put a bag around my head and kill me, and I'd be in the killing fields, my skeleton.
0: Right, they but wanted to get rid of with, anyone who was educated. Yeah, and what we're left with are the pseudo-intellectuals, you know, the ones that just kind of replaced them that were just basically <laughs> monkeys with a typewriter, you know, that pretended. And these are, you know, pretentious as they are. Uh, but also then the next, of course, they go after the media. They got to right. get control of the media. That was, you know, part of the Nazi takeover. And then the media puts out the propaganda, which it still right. does, even though far fewer people are paying attention to what we call mainstream or legacy media, they still have a stranglehold on a significant percentage of the population. Believing right. that unless it's reported by the mainstream networks, it's not real. Despite all of the podcasts, the Joe Rogans and others of the world speaking a little bit more truth, questioning at the very least some of the the the, the narratives or the official stories.
2: Right. Exactly, and that's what they did. After the Kennedy assassination, they had control of the mainstream media. That was another program under Cord Meyer in the CIA. Mm-hmm. CIA so they, embedded
0: they, people everywhere in the media. Correct.
2: Yeah. Correct. Mainstream. So like all the yeah. Dan Rathers and the Peter Jennings and the, even the Walter Cronkite, God, Cronkhead, God, God bless him, they, he was a good they, guy. But they, they, they were amazing. right. They're you know, and amazing. they were like, they, anything they've ever said. And even all those years later with Dan Rather and Peter Jennings, when they did those specials on the Kennedy mm-hmm. assassination, that was they never oh, said sure it was, wasn't was Oswald doing it alone. Yeah. It was ridiculous.
0: Yeah. Well, that's the thing. The first casualty in any war is the truth. And your government, whatever planet you're on, and particularly if you're on planet Earth, your government is lying to you. And I don't care which one <laughs> it is. They all are. And then what do you do about it? That's the big question. So, hey, do you want to hit some of these other topics you've covered? Do you want to go into alien conspiracies, anything like that? Life on other planets? I don't know, because yeah. this is a great discussion. I'm enjoying this with you, Jack, but I know we're not going to yeah. solve it. But I love bringing it up and having this discussion with you.
2: Yeah, sure. We did. Uh, we did three documentaries on E.T. Disclosure, if you will, and the cover up of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd gladly talk about that because it kind of it ties in. It's all about the cover of it's, it. It's all about being lied to. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's a, there's a very strong connection in that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, whatever you want to talk about, you know, what I will say mm-hmm. uh, is that, you know, whether or not after World War II, we dropped the bombs, right? We dropped the bombs on Japan. And right after that started what's known as this modern era of UFO sightings, all of a sudden people started to see them all over the place, right? These daylight disks all over. And so, you know, what, that, what it did was when we dropped those bombs, it got their attention and it was like, whoa, 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 <laughs> right? It's like, you guys aren't bringing this into, into the galactic federation or whatever you want to believe. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. We know now that it's obvious that there's intelligent life on hundreds of thousands, if not millions of other planets in the universe because it's endless, and we know this now. And just by doing the numbers, by doing the math, we know that scientists agree on that. So it's just a question of how they get here. But regardless of that, these people are having all these experiences. People are seeing things. People, they had Roswell in 1947. There was the crash there. And from the very beginning, very, very beginning, it was a cover-up. It was the, the, the masses are not ready to know this, they can't handle it. Only we, the elite who control everything, can handle mm-hmm. this. Right. So we are not going to tell them because, again, they have to keep control. Well,
0: right. I so in
2: order- they, they don't want chaos.
0: Sure. Alien and, and- species that may have better, greater technological abilities would put a threat on their ability to control the Earth. Although, I've, you know, I see some comments of like, you know what we need now? We need an alien invasion so everybody will come together as one planet and one people. But, you know, the, the the intelligence that they have in terms of technology and creating three-dimensional realities, you know, chat GBT now coming up, artificial intelligence, usually it's many decades ahead of where we are being allowed to see it in terms of their ability to present visuals before our eyes. They, they can make anybody on the planet look and sound like they're actually saying and doing things that they're not saying and doing, and unless you know, they can create anything. All right. So, you know, it's like the, living in the world of illusion or maya is a very... Harsh reality to wake up and realize that uh, all of our experiences here are subject to manipulation. And then how do we gain a knowingness, a certainty about our experience that is not being manipulated from somebody else or some other entity or agency that wants to see us subjugated to something uh, else, as opposed to where do we get our power? And then I get into discussions of spirituality. You know, not necessarily religiosity, but a connection to that which created us all, which goes far higher and deeper than all of the limited hangouts that that play out with the technologies they have access to. Right.
2: And, and there are those there are metaphysical factors and there are extraterrestrial, if you will, factors in in possibly in all of this. And, you know, when when I when I when when you're interviewing, when you're standing across, when you're sitting across from a Vietnam veteran who had you know you know rough and gruff they've been through it and they're crying uncontrollably sobbing because they were part of this particular unit that would go and would be ufo crash retrieval and they would go they'd be the first ones there right the military would cordon off the area they'd go in and they clean everything up and you know when you're across from someone saying that he's crying think talking about it, thinking about it and remembering it and saying, I could never talk about this because I was afraid for my life. They threaten you, right? But now I'm 80 years old and I'm dying. I have a cancer, so I'm going to tell you everything, right? So they they don't care anymore. And then you have these crusty, old, tough old men who are crying, telling you this story. Why would they lie about that? Like, you have to really take a look at that objectively and say, there's something going on here, right? So then- because we're critical thinkers, we're like, I got to get to the bottom of this. That's how I am. I, I say, I want to get to the bottom of this. <laughs> you know, I want to know exactly what's happening because I am, I, don't don't assume I'm not capable of handling the truth in this, right? And it's not only elitists who can handle the reality of things. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is. And that, the remedy for that is Argentum nitricum, homeopathic silver nitrate. Just so you know, we're all living in that state various times of frustration. Certainly anger, sometimes depression, and uh, uh, I don't mean to drug it because I don't, but homeopathic remedies can do it without drugging it, help you you get through it and see through it. And we've got to do better when we know better. The question is, can they keep frightening us into participation? The whole COVID agenda was a fear-based agenda to get us to comply once again. Uh, to abandon the individual liberty upon which our nation, the American uh, nation, was founded. And uh, if that didn't work, which it didn't work fully, there's pushback now against the the vaccine mandates, mass mandates, things that they would love to do. Some say that you're going to try a Marburg or Ebola kind of manifestation. I said that's not going to work unless they have thousands of people in every locale dying with their eyes bleeding out. People are going to go, no, not going to do it again. So what's the next phase? We're hearing about water wars or economic crashes or and or war, of course, facilitating, you know, how do we get people to comply? And that is hatred of the enemy. And you must comply or else you're, you know, you're with the terrorists on and on it goes. And we can't have intellectual debates or discussions about controversies about Israel, Hamas. Tell You know, just because I raise questions about how it happened and I don't particularly like Netanyahu at all because he sold the Israeli people out to Pfizer. uh, I have Jewish heritage doesn't mean I hate Jewish people or Israel, but you're automatically slandered that way. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's so many more layers of this that are just being used to see, the, you know, the hatred, the anger, the rage to completely get us off base so that we can't have intellectual discourse, much less calming ourselves quietly and getting into a spiritual place and re- realize we're all being manipulated.
2: Right. And, you know, I people ask me all the time, you know, it's like, well, how can we change things? And I and I tell people too, The last. Best hope for peace in this country was JFK. And in 1963, that all went away. And then we had to deal with the likes of Lyndon Johnson and Richard Nixon and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And things have been getting worse and worse because those this elitist cabal of people, they really solidified their power at that point because they knew they could get away with something like that. Once they get away with it. Then it's like, why not do 9-11? Why not right. plan whatever? We killed, we, killed J- yeah. we killed JFK in the, in the, in the broad, daylight, broad daylight, shot him in the head, yeah. Yeah. right? Plus, it's a PSYOP, by the way, because it's a psychological yeah. warfare that yes. upon the American people because now we're in shock, mm-hmm. right? We were, people were in shock. My mom and dad told me, hey, when P- Kennedy was killed, they were in shock, right? And 9-11, who wasn't shocked for months, <laughs> right? That was the yeah. most horrible thing anyone's ever seen. So, you know, and they they do this to us, and then they and then it's kind of kind of like a learned helplessness, right? where we just we feel helpless, so it's like, oh, please save, save me, government, just do what you can do because we you just feel so helpless in this world. Mm-hmm. and you don't even want to do anything, and that's what they're yeah. hoping for. So let them handle it, right? And that's yeah. how they grow up. That's how these elitists are raised in these families. Yeah. You're better than everyone else. You deserve to rule over the masses. And they're glad to have you make any decision that you think you should make because they'll yeah. it doesn't matter
0: I, I still believe at the uh, dawning of america that there was an opportunity to break free of that for the first time they, they, the, those learned men intellectuals and more spiritual too saw that history and saw it written and saw through the language of that matrix at the time and said we're going to try something different and you know we haven't lived up to those high ideals. We haven't paid attention to the fact that we had to pay attention to know that they were going to usurp it the moment they could. And the moment the Constitution was ratified, there were attempts to overthrow it and some more successful than others. And it's taken centuries to get here. This is not an overnight mo- uh, movement. And, you know, very, very most of us will operate on, you know, what are we doing tomorrow? These people are looking a century ahead to do what they've done, to plan it the way they ha- have. And so I, I don't know how this thing plays out, but I know that while I'm here and I have breath and many of you in this audience and, and maybe you Jack too, are doing your level best or beyond the level best, if I can say it that way to, you know, warn people, whether it's a Patrick Revere moment after one, one, after another, of you know, you know, what's coming. Well, it's already here though. And the question is how do we, uh, if, if not combat it, withdraw the consent and the power and the energy that they steal from us through our fear. You know, I think about that, that movie, Monsters, Inc., how they were, you know, fun. uh, The energy was coming from frightening children. And then at the end it was all about laughter, right? It was kind of a positive message, even though a lot of that stuff is kind of woke it too, but you could see thematically some things that we could do better things that we haven't really tried rather than doing the same thing over and over and convincing ourselves this time it'll be different.
2: Right. And, and I say, you know, listen, what you, you try to document things, learn, sh- spread knowledge, right, inform. And, you know, you hope that by what we're doing and other people are doing that this, do we reach a critical mass where all of a sudden things start to change just because of the energy of the critical mass, right? You mentioned this metaphysical stuff and you know, metaphysical elements of this. Mm-hmm. Well, is, is, are we supposed, if we reach this critical mass, is that the next stage in our human evolution? Right. Do we become higher vibrational beings, fifth dimensional beings? And all of a sudden, the greed and the ego start fading away more and then mm-hmm. love becomes more. Listen, right. that's very metaphysical. But honestly, I feel like that's our best chance because right. I don't right. know what else, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Know what else we, we can more,
0: do. Do we have more bullets than them? Do we have bigger nuclear weapons than them? No, <laughs> I think no. we got the only thing that's more powerful, and that is uh, connection to the to our divinity. And that love you talk about that might be considered metaphysical, but the thing that they most don't want us to do. Why have there been attacks on people of faith? And I'm not saying that, you know, just being a person of faith is enough. I mean, what, you know, what do you do with that? And how do you practice it to stay strong and diligent in the midst of so much propaganda that uh, I like in I like the movies and, and there was the movie Devil's Advocate with Al Pacino and Keanu Reeves. And, you know, at the end, he had won against the devil. And then the last scene of the movie is the devil comes up and appeals to his ego. And he gets right back into it. And then the devil says, vanity always gets him in the end. Right. And so, you know, to think that we're above and beyond at any moment is also a trap to remain humble in the midst of the fact that at any moment I could be duped, you could be duped as much as we'd like to believe we we're beyond, beyond that above that. But that, again, is an ego game. So we have to move through this gingerly and recognize that at any moment we have to be, you know, have our spider senses tingling, whatever you want to call it.
2: Yep. Yep. Totally agree, and and again, it goes back to the critical thinking as, aspect of this. Yeah. Don't just don't just agree with or take for gospel what someone says. Do your own research. I tell people this, and people have experiences; they have their own experiences. That's what changes them, you know. When they something just resonates with them, you know, and that happens a lot when we t- we talk about UFOs. If so, if one day tomorrow, Ron, you go outside and you see a UFO. That's obviously a UFO. It's not a helicopter. Right. And then you're going to be like, whoa, what did I just see? I need to learn more about this. And that's what happens to people. Mm -hmm. It happens to people metaphysically as well. If they see a ghost, if they see it, if they have an experience, you know, so go out, live, do your own research, learn, think critically at all times, Mm -hmm. never trust authority. And I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, what part of me, Uh, no i i take that back none none of me hates to say that i love saying that Mm. never trust authority
0: yeah it always it always devolves into authoritarianism uh because it's a worship of the ego and the mind and we are far greater than our mind a mind is just a tool a computer but if we put that in charge we ask for the disaster that inevitably ensues uh jack roth god bless you my brother it's so nice to connect with you here i've really enjoyed our discussion today
2: yeah, I did, too. Thank you. This was great. I really enjoyed it.
0: And for those of you who want to learn more about Jack, we have him linked up in the show notes uh, at Jack Roth, author, R-O-T-H, Author.com. And you'll see the book Killing Kennedy if you'd like to get that and many other things that he's written. Unknown Down, Ghost of Ghost Soldiers of Gettysburg. I mean, dude, we could go on for hours. I'd never run out of interesting things to chat with you about. But uh, are you going to be doing any speaking engagements or any other things people should know about?
2: Uh, well, my hope is to go. There's, there's a couple of conferences in Dallas, of course, in the weekend uh, leading up to November 22nd. Uh, and there's a lot of f- the best researchers in the world on the Kennedy assassination who are obviously still alive. So, uh, unfortunately, some have passed, uh, but they'll all be there in Dallas. I, I I recommend for people, if you've never been to Dealey Plaza, go to Dealey Plaza, go to the sixth floor of the, uh, the uh, book depository. You'll get you you won't understand it until you're there, and then you'll realize, whoa, it, we it just scammed. will change you. Yeah. Yep, yeah. absolutely.
0: All right, Jack, thanks for being on board. You're welcome back anytime, my friend.
2: Thank you. Thanks again for having me.
0: All right, hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. But even if you didn't, that's okay, because I did. <laughs> it's my show. <laughs> oh, my gosh, he went authoritarian on us. Now I'm just teasing. I think I am. You got to check it out. You better double check it, triple check it. We got a lot more healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell show this hour, next two hours a day, five days a week with one additional hour of Sunday conversations, robertscottbell.com or the various chat rooms that we have going on. Thank you for uh, being a part of it. And we got some great comments coming on through the, uh, the Jack Roth interview as well. And uh, let's see what do we got? Some comments. Let me go to the website here before we go a question of the day. Uh, Let's see Official story says, Robert, just finished. Oh, no, no, there's that. May I see? Oh, may I suggest checking out today's Reese report? Liam would say, told you so. Hashtag unholy war. Reese report, R E S R E E S E report. We'll check that out for sure. And then Super Don, there's another comment here. I don't know what this was from, from October 7th, apparently. Just finished watching your encore from October 7th. That was yesterday, I get No, are we? No, that's, yeah, that's a month ago, I think. We're in November, so know. that'd be fun. What a powerful, concise opening. Much credit to your clairvoyance and your giant heart. Blessings, Mona Me. Well, thank you, official stories, for that nice comment. I just don't remember what I said on that day. Somebody will have to remind me. When anyway, was uh, this? Uh, October seventh.
1: Dude, I don't remember what I did yesterday. I know. Are you I kidding
0: mean, me? I'm glad it was good. But
1: <laughs> but I thanks. Thank you for the thank you for the uh Yes. For the kudos there. yeah
0: That was very kind of you. Thank you very I like much. Those. And I'll check out that Reese report and see what that's all about. You want to squeeze in a question of the
1: day real yeah, quick before we get done
0: here? All right. This question today is a follow up from Bill. Hi, guys. Thank you for answering my question concerning fish and plastic. I heard you say that selenium would help with the mercury. I do have six ounces of wild Alaskan salmon daily. In your opinion, is that too much? Or would we all be better off not eating fish no matter where it came from? Once again, thank you for helping all of us, Bill. Well. Bill, obviously, the vegans would disagree with me, and that's okay. I still love them. Um, Yes, I think uh, wild-caught seafood is still a really good source of nutrition and selenium. Yes, there are issues of microplastics. Yes, there may even be issues of background kind of contamination of radiation from, uh, uh, you know, we talk about uh, Fukushima now still. Uh, Those are real concerns. But we do know how to counteract it, again, with selenium and now with folium PX. So if you are engaged in, in, I say, risky behaviors of eating good food, isn't that a weird thing to say? Are you engaged in risky behaviors because you're eating really good quality <laughs> food? Well, like That's this. the world
1: we live in, yeah. yeah.
0: I would say Folium PX would be your go-to to counteract. If you're eating six days a week and if you're concerned about ionizing radiation exposure, foliumpx.com, Folium Original, Folium Immuno, and Folium Relax – you go to foliumpx.com and use the code RSP10, get 10% off, and get started right away considering what you are doing, Bill, and engaged in eating riskily. And I say that in a good way because there's no, there's nothing without risk on this planet. We're not, not anymore. No.
1: Not anymore. It's nothing. kind of depressing.
0: But to me, that doesn't mean don't do anything. It,
1: it's Well, still, listen, when, when yeah. uh, do the best you can, right? Yeah, exactly. You know? That's I mean, it's about, it's yeah. simple. And I'll tell you what, I love seafood. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I I don't think I could ever, uh, uh, say I'm never going to eat seafood again. You can probably
0: get good stuff in Oregon. You're not too far from the coast.
1: Yeah, it's good. Now, is there still going to be probably some contamination going on there? Yeah. It's just because we suck and we've, (laughs) we've ruined everything, (laughs) you know, on the planet. So, uh, that's where detoxification comes in. Mm -hmm. Uh, but you know, counter strategies, you know what, Robert, you know, we've got this, this summit that we're putting together, uh, coming up on long COVID, Yes, I'm thinking an amazing summit that we could maybe explore after this one
0: mm-hmm.
1: is how to deal with microplastics, because that's the that's the new up and coming thing. Right. That is an issue that people don't know. What, what do I do? Because Pretty it's cool. in everything. We breathe it. We eat it. We drink it, it. It builds up and stuff like that. How how do you deal with that? Yeah, I think that's something that we should look at, because if I said, Robert, how do you detox microplastics? What would you say?
0: Yeah, well, I got to look for the microbes that can break it down.
1: Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, there's a lot to yeah. discuss
0: there, for sure. Uh, thank you for that. Look, we had a whole other hour broadcast healing. Tia Severino is going to give us an update on our triple feature of Plandemic 1, 2, and 3 coming up this weekend in Atlanta area, basically. Also, uh, the Next Steps Conference, March in Atlanta area. Uh, we're going to preview that again. And let's see what else we got. Brooks Shields and Potato Chips. Moment of duh. Yes, we have a real moment of duh, and it's approved by Super (laughs) Don. And a homeopathic hit, long-distance dedication to all the ladies out there. So don't miss it. Stick around. we got a whole other hour broadcast healing coming up after this brief, top of the hour, educational break, because the power to heal is yours. All right, this hour of my good friend Tia Severino from Atlanta joining us again momentarily. Uh, she's got a big event this weekend uh, that's going to be hosting a triple feature with filmmaker Mickey Willis, along with our good pal, Dr. Judy Mikevitz, uh Dr. Christia, Krishna Dhanaparthi, and uh, special guest, Polly Tommy, with the CHD bus. And that's ending the pandemic. Uh, you got the pandemic one, two, and three. Uh, and that's going to be happening uh, 11 11. And we'll get you more information for last-minute ticket sales. Also, the Next Steps Conference coming up March 14th through the 17th at the Lake Lanier Resort outside of Atlanta and Buford. We had a great one last year. It was so much fun. And I'd love for you all to join me, the third annual one. Uh, And Tia has invited me back. I don't know what she's thinking, but she did, and I'm going to go. And so that's coming up. And um, usually, yeah, mom's going to be there as well. We have a lot of fun. So looking forward to that. Uh, Also, um, other upcoming events. Uh, This weekend, we were going to have the Great Exodus Conference in Dallas, but that's got postponed, interestingly enough, due to economic reasons. A bank account being locked down in Canada. That's what I'm learning about this one. The Great Exodus Conference. I'll be speaking on gold, silver and copper when it is rescheduled in the new year. Uh, hopefully that doesn't conflict with anything we've already got, but I'll talk with them about that and give you the update. Another thing coming up in 2024, if you go to the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com is the Autism Health Summit, the second and third of February 2024. That'll be in San Antonio, Texas, with my good friend Tracy Slepshevik, along with Dr. Andy Wakefield, Dell Bigtree, James Lyons Weiler. Dr. Jack is amazing. He's come to a lot of the uh, uh next steps conferences as well. Dr. Brian Hooker, Jerry Carsonell, Dr. New. And of course, Tracy and more. Uh, then we have another Atlanta event uh, coming up, the eighth through the tenth uh, Functional Medicine Summit and Expo. And again, Tia's event, Next Steps. And we just learned about something. Uh, it's uh, Marches? Is, is it May? No, May Cinco de Mayo weekend in Tampa with our friends at Nutritional Frontiers. So we'll add that to the mix as soon as we have a poster to put up at the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com. Now, first a story to cover here, and I think this thematically goes along with, uh, you know, Tia's passion as well, and she can comment on it in a few minutes. But there's an article here, called it's, it's titled States Reconsider Religious Exemptions for Vaccinations in Childcare," And this is basically a story by Matt Volz about the uncomfortable reality that through COVID, many people are now not wanting to get their children vaccinated at all, not just the COVID shot. You know, and this, as I said, was evidence no better than with uh, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of the most intelligent, kind, and compassionate men I've met and who happens to be a cardiologist, board certified, and all of that, and published more papers than just about anybody in cardiology. Now, just because he does that and he's smart doesn't make him a great man. What makes him a great man, in my humble opinion, is that he has a heart that really genuinely cares about people. And when confronted with uncomfortable realities of things you don't know, and he didn't know, Was he willing and able then to investigate and change his perspective or mind? Yes, indeed. And he did so on this show a few times. And the the glaring example was the first time he was on, he was still in favor of the flu shot. Hadn't looked into the other vaccines, thought they were great. And, you know, as he said, I'm fully vaccinated, but his kids were fully vaccinated. Now, when he appeared with me earlier in this calendar year of 2023, we're rapidly running out of, uh, he, he said to me, you know what? Things have changed a lot. And I was fully vaccinated. My kids were fully vaccinated. My grandkids will get no vaccines. What does that tell you? The shift is on. And so they're desperate to eliminate any escape routes out of mandatory injections. And one of those areas is daycare centers. Now, why would anybody put their kids in with strangers and called daycare centers? Now, this is not me accusing any parents of criminal activity for doing so. But I'll answer the question, at least in part. By saying the cost of government, the growth of government, the printing of federal reserve notes out of, uh, you know, into oblivion to make the inflation tax, the hidden tax, even without raising taxes, so untenable that mom and dad can't stay home. They both have to work. And then who's going to raise the kid or kids? And so you're forced to then put them in government indoctrination centers or before that daycare centers. And they want to lock it down and know that you have to do it. So what if we say you can't do it unless your kids are fully vaccinated? (gasps) <gasps> yeah. Then you've got another dilemma. How do you work, both of you, and also get your kid cared for? And now they're going to lock down on the kid cared for part so you can't work. Then you lose your car, your home, your ability to eat. You find out this evil Luciferian agenda and how it manifests. Rather than acknowledging that you have a religious belief And right to that religious belief, even if everyone else on the planet disagrees with it, as long as what you're doing is not directly impacting or harming others or killing them. Now, they would argue that because you're not vaccinated, you're somehow a danger to others. That's an unprovable assertion, of course, because the fact is everybody carries what they call germs in them, on them, around them, exposed to them at every moment. So it's an untenable situation to try and prove that if you push them to the to the wall to prove it. They can't, but it doesn't matter because they've captured many of your neighbors, your friends, your your, 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 uh, family members to actually they believe the lie. That those who are unvaccinated are unclean. We saw it in COVID. How one political ideology, the leftist ideology that used to be suspicious of the man and big government and big pharma now was all in on mandating everybody participate in a mass experiment censoring us, those who disagreed with it. And, you know, many people bought into this idea that you are a criminal if you don't get vaccinated. We've got plenty of clips. We played them. Many of you have played them and seen them. And so now they're like, well, what are we going to do here? A lot of people are not getting their kids injected. We need to keep this going. And maybe we can do it in the daycare centers. And so, you know, some of the arguments are so stupid. It's like, well, You you claim to be Catholic, but there's nothing in the Catholic church that's against vaccinations. And then you bring up, well, what about the aborted fetal cell lines? Well, we've heard from the diocese, and they say that it's so minimal that they're still in favor of it. So you can't claim it. And I'm telling you right now, no matter what church, synagogue, mosque, temple, or whatever you um, are a member of, it does not preclude you having a religious, a.k.a. spiritual belief that might differ with everyone else in the church, synagogue, mosque, or temple you go to but they don't want you to know that they want to tie you into, well, you claim to be this. So it can't mean that. And in fact, the government, those in the government have no right to challenge your beliefs, much less ask you what they are. If you state, I have a religious objection to fill in the blank. It's done. It's over. They have to make an accommodation for you. And the example I give is not necessarily about vaccines, but it's about passports, U S passports, you know, for the life of the passport, uh, uh, what we call Department of, of State, State Department, whatever. They, they run the passport program. You are never required to have a Social Security number to get a passport. Many people don't know that. You assume you have to have one for everything. Well, really, what is that all about? Social Security is a private agency. It's And, and it relates to the Federal Reserve, which is neither federal nor has no reserves. Look up G. Edward Griffin and the creature from Jekyll Island. And you begin to see the the ruse, the scam that that has been laid on all all over us. And then when the last few years, both Republicans and Democrats voted to say, you must now have a social security number in order to get a passport. Why? Well, tax scoff laws and and, uh, 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 child support payments. That's it. That way we can track you. If you try to leave the country, we'll have you. And yet that is unlawful, unconstitutional. Because there are those of us out there, some of you included, that believe that the Social Security number is tantamount to being the mark of the beast. Now, there'll be a lot of disagreement in there. That's okay. You're allowed to have a different view of the Bible than me. But if my uh, belief about the Bible or religious or spiritual beliefs, even without the Bible, says that numbering people like cattle violates my religious belief, you have to make an accommodation. And, and we push them back and the State Department has changed if you go to the social security I'm sorry if you go to the State Department's website on passports it will say you have to you have to put your social security number unless you have a religious belief and it tells you now that now there's an ongoing lawsuit that's still going on until they change the the printed document for those that pick those up at the post office to let you know that that number cannot be forced upon you and I'm just saying that as as an example of you have a belief against fill in the blank. They have to make a reasonable accommodation, and there was no unreasonableness to not have a number to get a passport for travel. Try so I lay that out. When they tell you, no, it's not possible, you talk to God and find out what's possible, because if the government tells you what's not possible, then you are worshiping the wrong God. Government is not God. There are so many false prophets out there, and most of them are in government. Yeah, they could be in various religions, too. I'm not disputing that. But stand your ground. If you have a belief, and if it comes from God, your direct communication, because you have access to that as a a creature or creation of God, then stand your ground, do the right thing, and God will meet you. As long as you're not doing it to deceive or, you know, uh, defraud, or, you know, that's, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about in integrity. You have a belief. Stand by that belief. Let that belief emanate from the very pores of your being and every breath you take. And you'll find that God will meet you there. But the biggest thing, the biggest lie ever told among many is that God is not real. And the spiritual essence of which you are created is not connected to that source. And therefore, you must rely on government or other entities that are much less than that which created you in order to survive. That is a lie, that is a deception, and many people in fear, even if they claim to be believers, people of faith, they fall back on, oh my gosh, yeah, you're right, I need that social security uh, administration, I need the government to do this, I need them to do that, because we've lost our reliance on the absolute divine that created us. Now, if anybody's mad at me for saying that, uh, it's not me attacking you, just look in the mirror and ask yourself, how much do you really believe? how much faith you actually have to live according to your beliefs and then do so, or don't do so. You have that freedom. And I'm not here to judge you. That's not my point in saying this at all, just to open up for your consideration. And the fact is you don't need to opt out of vaccines. You need to opt in, but they have it backwards. And many people believe it. Oh, I got to act out. I got to opt out. Can I please have an exemption? It's like, why are you asking for exemption? That means they own you already. And you're trying to say, please, pretty, please can I not get it again? Really? That's a position of weakness, abject weakness. When you know your relationship to the divine, you don't operate in weakness. But you're also not operating in abject warfare and destruction and death and murder and mayhem either. You're just saying, honor me and I will honor you. Even if I believe you're doing the wrong thing, as long as you're not violating my rights in the process. (sighs) Man, there's a lot I want to unpack here, but I got to. I got. I get to. I get to have my pal, my buddy, on Tia Severino, and if she can go horizontal on that that video uh, feed, I don't know. She's vertical right now. I want to see if it can go horizontal. We'll bring her in. And before we do that, yeah, she's got it. Super Don, just checking in with you, my brother. Uh, have, have, have 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 I said anything, or have I been speaking in tongues the last fifteen minutes? <laughs> <laughs> it's always a dangerous question to ask. Super
1: Don, we don't we don't speak in tongues on this show. <laughs> I got to draw the line somewhere
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> or I don't speak with fork tongue or whatever you say. Yeah. But anyway. So that's what that, that story did for me today as mm-hmm. I related it to you
1: and related it. You did. I did. Thank somehow, you for la- relating that
0: somehow, some way, somewhere
1: to all of us here.
0: Did you go back and find out what I talked about on October 7th? No. Okay. I'm curious. I, I mean, I
1: will if you want me to. I, accept, I guess that would be interesting to see, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll get started right now, and by the time uh, you get back to me, maybe I'll have the website. Oh, look, it popped right up. Oh, gang,
0: yes. Again, we're migrating the website, so it's been up and down, but we should have it done by Thursday or Friday, according to, the, according to the guy that's actually doing it. He's run into many snafus along the way, but looks like we'll be there.
1: All right. I, I will let you know here at the end of the hour.
0: Okay, so let's bring in Tia Severino. You want me to? uh, I can bring her on in if you want. You want to do it?
1: You you miss pushing buttons or something? Yeah, I miss it totally. Okay, go ahead, push the button. Okay, that's Tia. Oh, look at that! You did it. Good job. I did it.
0: I'm here. Hooray, Tia! Good to see you. And uh, (laughs) I wish I could join you at the the triple feature pandemic, pandemic one, two, and three. I I hope my mom will show up for it. And your uh, mom
3: is coming.
0: All right. Yeah, well, that's going to be a fun event. And uh, you have it. And we have it listed at next-steps.info, in fact, uh, in, in the upcoming events tab, uh, which is, you know, the one coming up right now is 11-11-23. And that's ending the pandemic triple feature. And you've got many of our friends there, your friends as well. And uh, Rhett on as well. So there's a lot of people coming. P- payment's going to be there. That's cool. Uh, or is that uh, gonna, next, next steps?
3: It, we're talking about next steps.
0: Okay, I'm looking at at, at the screen. Super Don put up.
3: You you got both of the events are up there on the page.
0: There it is on the right hand side.
3: On the right hand side, yes. I the formatting um, probably needed to be fixed on that, but yes. If you click, there you go. If you scroll a little bit down on there, Mm -hmm. there should be a, a link that you can click right there. You could that and it will take you
0: to it should take you I clicked on the the ending the pandemic banner itself right above it and it took me to the ticket site
3: yes that is the and then if you click get tickets that'll take you to the ticket page
0: excellent excellent all right
3: awesome so at least that works so if you (laughs) want to go
0: to the movies and it is a real honest to goodness screening theater. It's more of a private screening theater. It's not as big as a major theater, but it's pretty significant. It's got a number of seats that you can fit, and uh, it's a wonderful, a wonderful place. So, my friend, my mom's best friend, Sandra, is what is there that runs it, and uh, they're hosting it. And you've got an all-day yeah. event. And and for some that have seen Plandemic one and two, and maybe have not seen three, you said there's a limited number of tickets available for just the the, the third one and and whatever function that's going to happen afterwards, Q and A.
3: So, what we're doing is we're going to show, first of all, the bus is going to be there starting at one o'clock. Polly Tommy's going to be there with the CHD bus. And um, since I changed my camera angle, you can't see my shirt, so I have to stand up. Oh, it's but you can you, get.
0: You need to reverse your uh, camera.
3: Oh well, you know, I think people can put it together. It says "vax unvax." The people study, mm-hmm. and I saw the bus this last weekend at the CHD conference. Um, said, yeah. And you, yeah, it's amazing. It's already covered with names. Yeah. It's already covered. Uh, the brand new bus already covered with uh, with names. So we are looking for people to come and tell their story of vaccine injury. And then we're gonna show the first pandemic film, Pandemic One, the one that features Dr. Judy Mikovits, um, dear friend mm-hmm. and wonderful, wonderful person, great scientist. That was the most censored film of 2020. It was highly, highly censored that film.
0: Yeah.
3: And um, I think it was 20 million views in the first 24 hours and they just had to shut it down but you can go watch it if you're not going to be able to make it to atlanta you can see all three of the films on plandemic mm-hmm. we're going to show the first film then we're going to show the second film plandemic indoctrination with dr david martin And neither one of these films have been viewed on the big screen. And I do believe that these films should be seen on the big screen. And I think that they should be seen in order. Um, So that's why I'm so excited to be hosting this. We're gonna have a wonderful catered dinner. We're gonna have some incredible, um, we'll have some, um, some folks there sharing some health and wellness stuff. And we'll have some Congan water. Louise is coming with some Congan water. Uh, we'll have a um, the third the third screening, which is the Great Awakening, Pandemic Three. And then after that, it'll be a panel discussion with uh, wonderful filmmaker Mickey Willis. He's coming. He's bringing his wife and his two boys and um, sister in law. And then Judy is coming with her whole team. Doctor Judy. And she'll be there uh, on the panel and Dr. Don, uh, Krishna Party will be on the panel and Polly will be on the panel. So you can get tickets to watch all three films. And that includes the dinner and refreshments and the panel discussion and Q&A. Or if you say, hey, Tia, I can't give you all day on Saturday. I understand. Come for the evening. We do have dinner uh, tickets that include the dinner, the third film and the the panel discussion that starts at like 5 30 something like that so it's mm-hmm. a little bit less of a full day however awesome. i want to make the case for you coming and bringing a friend that really needs to be red pilled yeah because these three films in succession with the panel discussion uh it is the it would be the biggest eye opener. There's no way that you can walk away from these three films and the discussion feeling the same way about what we've gone through in the last three years. So mm-hmm. um, highly recommend it that you bring a friend and watch all three films. And um, what else was I going to say? Um, you know, it's this is something that's been in the works for two years. I first had the vision for this ending the plandemic um, event for t- uh, next steps 2022, and was working on trying to get Dr. Judy and Mickey, and of course we were still at the tail end of the the pandemic, and so travel was still a bear, and the film Plandemic Three wasn't finished yet, so. Um, so it didn't work out. Try again for next Steps 2023. Still wasn't ready. Um, just after just after Next Steps 2023, uh, the film was premiered in Austin and I, I think it's an amazing film, The Great Awakening. So it's finally all the stars have aligned and all of the everything has fallen into place. God's grace um, to make this happen. Super, super excited.
0: Well, thank you for doing it. I wish I could be there with you, but I'm planning to be there in March for the Next Next Steps Conference. And we had a great time at the last one in Lake Lanier Islands Resort. It's a beautiful time of the year. and There were some nature hikes going on and things. And I, I guess I, my question is, based on having it there last year to this year, are there any significant changes, things that you thought, wow, we didn't know to do this, we're going to do that this year, and anything that people you know, might entice them to, to join us?
3: Yeah, so next year's Next Steps, uh, what you're calling last year's is actually this year's Next Steps. It feels like last year because it was in the end of February. So, but however, um, a couple of things we are gonna do different. And one is that we're going to have the wellness fair open to the public on the first day. Mm -hmm. We're gonna be adding in a lot more things that people can do um, to kind of get themselves healthy and centered. So, uh, my good friend McPatty is going to be doing yoga. We're going to be doing chair yoga throughout the con- uh conference and we're also going to offer some um a yoga class in the morning for those that want to start their day. I know that you like to start your day early with a workout. I usually so maybe having a yoga
0: Is there like yoga kick kickboxing? Combination. Is
3: that what you're into kickboxing? Yes. Well, I don't think we're going to have yoga kicks, kickboxing, but maybe you'd enjoy going anyway. We're going okay, to do all it. All
0: right. All right. I'll see. But maybe by next, next steps, we'll have yoga kickboxing.
3: Okay. Well, I tell you what, if you want to lead that class, <laughs> then we'll do it.
0: <laughs> all for right. Sure. Well, I, I, I did have a good workout. I remember last year, or I keep saying last year, it's this year earlier. Cause it was February. It was over my birthday. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I actually went to the, the, the workout gym at the, at the resort. And I did uh, 57 burpees in three minutes and 20 seconds. I was very p- pleased with that. Uh, Bravo! So, yeah, that was like one burpee for every year. That's the the new theme that I got to keep up, and it's a challenge. But
3: uh, so was it a good workout center there at the? Uh...
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, it was it was very good, and of course you've got the beautiful outdoors, all the trails you can run and bike and. Do amazing things. I don't know if they have winter kayaking at that point or not, but I don't know. It, it, the weather could be anything, but it was it was fairly mild. We had a nice nice visit in February of all times when usually when I grew up in Atlanta, it was called Febu Ugly.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you what, we're going to be doing it in March, so a couple of weeks later in the year, which will be hopefully we'll be blessed with beautiful weather. You know, March can still be a little bit chilly, but however you know, one of the things that I'm trying to do with next steps is encourage people to start growing their own food. And Mm -hmm. you have to start early in the season thinking about planting and growing if you're going to do that. So uh, I don't want to have it too far into the year. You know, I'd like to give people the opportunity to be thinking about, we really, really need to be thinking about this. I know you like to grow food.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Year round, even though I'm not in the deep south anymore, we have two greenhouses where we continue to grow through the winter months. And, uh, you know, when I was in Phoenix just this last weekend, I talked as well about growing food at the Giving Tree uh, restaurant, which was amazing. Uh, this is a, you know, a big part of uh, how do we disrupt the disruptions in the supply chain? We become our own supply chain. That's and, right. You know, you you probably can't grow enough for yourself, but if everybody was growing a little bit in your neighborhood, what a difference it would make in a grid down scenario. We wouldn't be in a zombie yeah. apocalypse like we're you know, portending to be in because how many people actually do think it's important to grow food, even though there were some supply chain disruptions during COVID that they think, oh, well, that's that's never going to happen again. I'm like, you guys <laughs> know, don't know anything about history. And that's a big problem.
3: Yeah, especially when we seem to be hurtling headlong into World War Three right now. <laughs> And we have a serious security issue at our southern border. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I I hate to say it, but I feel like the people that are, you know, the evil globalists that are running the world would love to see civil unrest break out in America, along with, you know, yeah. full-blown terror
0: Right, attacks. they want an excuse to declare martial law, and that's where I would right. say... I'm asking for you to go deeper, as I mentioned, I think maybe a little bit in the opening monologue today about our spiritual essence to reconnect to that, because our marching orders need to come from God, not government. And That's in that right. sense, you know, we will be, you know, honoring life, not destroying life. Now, this doesn't mean we don't have an obligation to defend our lives and the lives of our family, right, when when pressed to do so, but to be goaded into engaging in violence, which, you know, I see a lot of these young people protesting israel they don't even know about the history of that that region going back thousands of years right they're they now showing ha- just this absolute hatred of jewish people which is apparently okay uh where if you hate certain protected people oh well, that's not okay uh, but the idea mm-hmm. of being hatred being part of the young people you know they're growing up very angry why i think partly because they've been given everything or been promised things that then they haven't been given even though the basics have been met right and at that point they can you know Cry about being misgendered. But if you go to places around the world where they're just in survival mode, they look at you, you're worried about me using a pronoun wrong? You know, right. as opposed to do you have food? Do you have shelter? Do you have water? You know, do you have right. cl- clothing? I mean, the, the, we've had it so good for so long, Tia, that I think this is what we have to learn again that it, it, there's a cost to freedom and we must engage in defense of that freedom or else we will lose it. That's
3: right. That's right. Well, listen, you know, I mean, that the whole purpose of Next Steps and the things that I've been trying to do for the last, oh, probably 13, 14 years is um, to empower people to know, to have, to be able to take their, you know, I mean, we're, we're looking at, um, we're looking at some pretty terrible plans that the evil ones have for us. But we hold all the power if we would just come together and yeah. um, you know not comply in large enough numbers,
0: right right, right. but well, uh,
3: do you mind do you mind if I shift gears a little bit and talk about what else I've been doing this summer?
0: are, are you driving a five speed now? you can shift gears, actually?
3: it's a it's a phrase of speech.
0: <laughs> just wondered. Go ahead.
3: I could drive. I I have driven a stick shift, but I prefer an automatic. Oh, you see, my my kitty is making an appearance.
0: That's yes, Liberty. That's yeah, you way see, up hi, high. Liberty, Liberty, on yeah, down, Liberty. Join us. So yes, please right. shift gears. Absolutely. Go ahead.
3: So you remember? I think we talked since I got injured back mm-hmm. in March, haven't we? We yes. we did. We did a Sunday conversation. Yes, we did. And I just want to show you how well I'm healing. Look at this.
0: Oh okay, beautiful. This. Do you still have things in there? Have they pulled out screws yet or what?
3: Next week I'm going to get the metal taken out.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Yes. And you know, we talked about uh, Comfrey, some phytum, Arnica, all the, the silver and everything. And you've done such wonderful things to help heal and and you know, you have to do a little bit more of that after they remove the screws. But dude, you're doing you're doing great.
3: I have another little secret that I've made. Um, this is backwards, it's hard right? To focus okay.
0: on it and it's backwards. So tell us what it is.
3: So this is frankincense and myrrh cypress and lavender essential oil that I have made into a blend that nice. I've been using on the scar. And I think the scar is, uh, is healing really, really well. So I'm proud of that. So excellent. But, but I think when I talked to you back in whenever it was, I talked to you over the summer, I mentioned that I was working on a book. Did I mention that?
0: Yeah, You may have mentioned that. Um, are you telling me it's done and ready for purchase?
3: It is Dude, done you, and get, get ready you, for
0: backwards. I want to see it right way around. No, now you man. have to interpret it.
3: Okay. So empowered healthcare. Okay. A Guide to Advocacy in Medical Emergencies.
0: Nice, yeah, I remember you mentioning that. So that'll be ready for purchase soon?
3: Soon, soon, we're working on it. One of the things that, is, that goes with it is the Personal Preparedness Planner. Mm-hmm. And this is basically where you can keep track of all of your medical information. We talk about having an emergency plan and having all of your medical information in one place. So I'm just excited to announce to you that it is finished. I am talking to a publisher and I'm in the second round of edits where I'm um, employing the, uh, or not employing, I guess I'm, I am Mm -hmm. utilizing the... Help of of experts in each of the fields that are covered in the book, mm-hmm. so it's got to go through that second set of um, of edit. Probably will go through another set of edits before the publisher is is uh, accepting of it. Sure. Um, but it will be out um also on Kindle, and the personal preparedness planner will be available as a PDF so that you can print the pages that you want. Mm-hmm. So, I'm trying to make this available because it, it's it's really important that people know how to advocate for themselves when they go into a medical situation where you're interacting with uh, people health professionals in the in the medical allopathic field. So, mm-hmm. I'm also, um, there's lots of information in there uh, about how to maybe keep yourself out of the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, natural and holistic methods of, of taking care of yourself so that you don't no, end it's up. It's an important needing. book,
0: I think. I, I love that you're doing it. We need more of that out there. By the way, Super Don, if you can hear me, um, my wife says Atia is the right way around as she's watching it, you know, lay, uh, you know, as it goes out to the world. So that's a new thing for me to hear if In fact, it can be reversed for us in studio and it's corrected when it goes out to the world. I've not heard that, but again, as my wife is watching Tia right now saying that everything's right way around as it's going out to her. Yeah. Your hands go up. You don't know. I don't know, but I'm learning about it. It's like, it's weird, but, uh, regardless, then y'all could read it. I couldn't, but now you've heard it from Tia. Awesome. That's going to be great. And do you think it'll be out in time for, The next steps conference, you'll have copies there, or is that too ambitious? That
3: is, that is a hope. It is a goal. You know how things go in the world of publishing. So if I if I do an ebook, I can I could publish it right now. If I did an ebook and just put it out there, which I may do that just for copyright purposes. You know, Mm -hmm. I think the fact that I have the files dated on my computer will help me. But you know, people steal ideas all the time, and this is an idea. This is an idea that's very needed. So I go over in this book, I go over how to advocate for yourself, how to um, navigate the navigate the um, medical setting. So like if you're in an emergency room in a hospital or urgent mm-hmm. care, oh, um, very who are these information. people? Yeah. What are these technologies? What are these tests? What are these medications? What are they? What does all this um, mean? What are the different roles? And then it has a section on your human body, which goes over all the systems in the body. So that no matter what goes wrong with you, dad had a stroke, mom's kidneys failing, um, you know, my kids having a seizure, you can go to the section in the body, the section in the book on that part of the body, that body system, mm-hmm. and it'll help you understand the terminology the names of the the different systems in your in your organs the different things that can go on what can go wrong
0: mm-hmm. um
3: things like that too so uh okay. lots of valuable information in this
0: all right soon to yeah. be published uh, great news congratulations i want to switch gears on you and ask you about the chd conference in savannah uh which yes. many of my friends were at including you I'm sure yeah. it was amazing. Is there any highlight or something that jumped out for you that you're like, Oh, you guys missed this. This this is what happened.
3: Well, you missed me dancing to five times August.
0: Yeah, of course. Was, well, I, you did that at the next steps conference.
3: Yeah. And hopefully I'll do it again at the next, next steps.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brad is So amazing. that was yes. fun. Yeah. Um,
3: I, I, of course, it's always so wonderful to connect with all of the amazing warriors and the people that come out to these events. There was a large turnout. Um, I think close to 1,100 people showed up. Uh, of course, you know, listening to Bobby's speech was very inspiring. And um, one of the highlights was I got to see a screening of the dr andy wakefield's new film protocol seven
0: do they play the whole movie or just uh, segments of it
3: i i i want to say it's not finished it, it was um um the, at the end of the film they did show a little recording from andy he said it's not the full film it's not the completed film but they're this close okay cool. it's yeah. really really close and i gotta tell you something of all the films that Andy's done so far, this one is the best. It is so good. It's like a a drama, crime, thriller, court case type yeah. movie all wrapped up in one. And of course, it's about the mumps whistleblower case. Yes. You know, the one in Pennsylvania.
0: It's a fictionalized version of it, but it's based it on is. it. And it's done it in, is a, in based a feature on that. film. Uh, and we were there for some of the filming of it in Austin last year. Uh, it was fun to see and meet some of the actors that are top flight. They're not, this is not like. Oh a,
3: man, really good not, actors. Yeah,
0: it was really Excellent impressive. acting. I That's think what I have, mean. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Of course, you know, vaxxed. Was there was no acting in Vaxxed, um, and Vaxxed Two also there was no. Those were documentary type films. Um, Nineteen eighty four, The Act was a kind of like a hybrid between a documentary and a Feature, drama. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, but this one, <laughs> the acting, the 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 script writing. Uh, the way that they wove it together uh, with the story, the true story of the Mumps whistleblowers, where, you know, mm-hmm. they have a failing vaccine and they're about to, you know, this FDA is like you gotta prove it's they 96%. They spiked the blood man. And spiked with, the rabbit the blood with rabbit's yeah. blood. Yeah. And they faked it. But I mean, it it was so compelling. It was certainly Ah, uh, something that made me want to continue watching it. Um, I didn't have the urge to get up and, you know, like this was really compelling. It drew it drew me in and it kept me um invested in the outcome of the story. So that's uh, what good filmmaking is. yeah,
0: well, thank you. And as far as ah uh, uh, Bobby Kennedy, uh, his message, anything unique or new that you heard from him as he's running for president as an independent candidate now.
3: Well, you know, he spoke a lot about his journey to understanding the dangers that are facing our kids, uh, especially with the uh, you know he talked about the Simpson Wood um, event, the 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 conference that was held here by the CDC and Pharma to uh, to discuss covering up the the signals that were found in the in the studies they did on mercury. He talked mm-hmm. about that. He he basically. He, he told his story of awakening to the need to protect our children. Um, and I, that was the part that I kind of clued in on the most, but, you know, I, I think he's got, uh, an amazing, uh, platform. I think that there may be not everything I agree with 100%, but I've never had a political candidate that I agreed with 100% on everything. Uh, I think that it's nice that he's running as an independent because now we actually have a chance to for all these people who say that they're tired of the two party system and they, you know, they can't relate to the Democrats and they can't relate to the Republicans and they want a third party. Here's your opportunity to put your money where your mouth is or put your vote where your mouth is Mm -hmm. and actually, you know, vote for the you know, candidate. the, the yeah. independent candidate. Like, wouldn't right. it be amazing if America actually, you know, elected a third party candidate? Now, I mm-hmm. I will tell you right now, I don't know who I mean, I'm not endorsing Kennedy. I'm not endorsing anybody. I don't know who I'm voting for. It's such a mess. I We are looking at like, where are we going to be come time for the primaries? Sure. What's it gonna, yeah. What is is the world going to be like, it's you
0: know? True. It's changing so rapidly, apparently. And uh, we just uh, look forward to get together at the Next Steps Conference. And I look forward to hearing about how amazing the triple feature was this coming weekend, the 11-11 event in the Atlanta area. And uh, give a hug to my mom when you see her there at the event. And uh, uh, Polly and all of my friends that are joining you there. Absolutely. It's going to be amazing. And I'm grateful for you and all that you do. And we look forward to your new book coming out.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks for having me on, Robert. I really appreciate it.
0: You got it, Tia. I appreciate it. I'm so glad she was able to come on. For some reason, I thought the the triple header movie thing was today. and I was wondering, how does she have time? But it's Saturday, the 11-11 coming up. So y'all check it out in Atlanta. Go be part of that. Now, we've got a few more things to do here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All these things we've talked about, including links to Tia's events, are in the show notes, as well as the upcoming events tab at robertscottbell.com today, November 8th. 2023 the day this is first airing uh so super don uh figuring the order in which the rest of the show goes you're my humble and lovable producer and i will you just direct me point me in the right direction and i'm there i know what i want to do i just don't know the order i want to do it in
1: (laughs) i was just going to go in the order that the show notes are yeah, but I screwed wanna, that
0: up already. For the first you, show, the first well, hour. Yeah, first well, story. all
1: right. So we we switched uh, opening stories, but yeah, that doesn't that mean means, that the the rest of What do you want to do? It's your show. Means
0: all bets are off. Sure. Now what it's do you my want to do show. Suddenly, right? That's how this works.
1: <laughs> well, we'll pretend it's your show.
0: Okay, so shall we do the moment of duh?
1: The moment of duh. No, we haven't. Now, we don't do these very often.
0: You want me to do the lead-in for it?
1: Um, let's do the old radio uh, uh, spiel here that we used to do. This is we okay. used to do that. We used to do these at least at least once a week.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
1: Back back in our radio days.
0: Yeah, it's very true. We used to do. You that. Remember, right? You remember how, how you used to do this? I think I did. Hold on, let me see if I can open the actual. Uh, there it is. <laughs> I got it here. So, all right. Imagine if you will. Theater, a theater of the mind. Theater, theater of, of the radio mind. mind. Right. Yes. Imagine if you will. Uh, <laughs> A scientific study that shows us what is so patently obvious that it could only be today's Moment of Duh.
1: What are you people? On dope?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Amalgamated Association of Morons, local six and seven, eight. You're crazy!
1: What is your major mouth? Mal-
0: Today's Moment of Dub brought to you by a free weekly produce delivery service. Why? Because they studied it and found that it led to improved blood sugar and food security in low-income adults. That's right. Who would not have figured this outcome? I wonder what would happen if we provide a free weekly food delivery service to give fresh fruits and vegetables to low-income adults. I wonder... If they're going to have improved health. And I wonder if they're going to feel better about their food security. Hmm. hmm. Let me ponder hmm. that for a moment. <laughs> Who paid money for this?
1: They did. In fact, not only did they do it, but it was, and it was not just, uh, it wasn't like a, oh, we did a survey and got people's uh, opinions about it. Uh, th- this was like a random controlled clinical, clinical, trial. clinical trial that they yeah. did on this. And and literally, it was. I guess it was okay. So we're gonna give people uh, fresh fruits and vegetables every week, mm. and then we're gonna see what happens. Yes. Now My I suppose if, if they'd given them to them and the people like uh, fed it to their rabbit, <laughs> uh, that that it wouldn't have been a good outcome. Right. Or if they'd gave them the food and mm. then they like what like they just like threw it in the garbage and didn't need it. Yes. Yeah. But but these people they actually ate the food. Imagine that, and so they found that that wow, you know what? Look at this, guys, doctors, scientists. Mm-hmm. Okay, would you believe they should get a Nobel Prize for this? Uh, that the people when they ate the the fresh fruit and the fresh and the vegetables uh, and the produce, uh, that their blood sugar was better. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, you know, listen, what? Why? Why? Why did you do a study about this? You should have mm-hmm. known. Did these people not have parents? Yeah. And grandparents, right, that probably said, hey, you know, eat your vegetables and eat your, because it's good for you and it's going to make you strong. And it's going to make you, you know, it's common, it should be common knowledge Yeah, that, that, that this
0: improves. does qualify as a moment of duh. It's like This is
1: definitely a moment of duh,
0: yeah. Who would have thought that anything but this would be happening, unless, as you point out, they threw the food away. But you give them fresh food, they feel better about food security right now think about big pharma would have to fight back on this because this would mean oh my gosh if their diabetes is under control through the use of food how are we going to sell them glucophage or metformin right. or some other genuvia remember Yes, yeah, genuvia yeah
1: uh so you know the que- the question you have to ask yourself at this point is and quite often when you look at something it's just like so obviously just it seems mm-hmm. ridiculous yeah um then you have to go okay wait a minute maybe it's not ridiculous maybe there's an ulterior motive here maybe there's an mm-hmm. agenda. Yeah. What is it they're trying to do here? Are they trying to say, okay, so now everybody who's on I can't remember if this was tied to Medicare or not. It may be. Mm -hmm. uh, But it would be like, oh, well, see, we need to get people free food now. Right. And so we need to come up with some type of program. Now, I don't know that this was organic. I'm going to guess that it wasn't. Yeah, probably uh, Which is better than if you're not eating no, no fruits and vegetables. Well, I mean, at least just, it's an upgrade. If,
0: if you're on drugs alone, right? To right. Treat the fact that you have no food at all. But uh, if, you,
1: if you trade it in, you know, moon pies and Twinkies for, for uh, you know, conventional carrots. Well,
0: yeah. And that's the thing. Those things and, and in cellophane are subsidized and dirt cheap. Is it an improvement? Food. Okay. Yeah. It's an
1: improvement. But yeah. Uh, you know, are they trying to angle for, Hey, let's, uh, let's, uh, you know, uh, get some kind of subsidized thing, you know, where we're no. going to get, Hey, you know, one way you can get pretty much free fruits and
0: vegetables, mm-hmm. grow your own food, grow your own food. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, we have Marjorie Wildcraft on from time to time. If you go to rsbfood.com, you can learn about that for free. Uh, by the way, it was the conclusion. We need more studies. <laughs> we don't want to be sure we don't want to you know i I look at
1: these studies every day uh, when i'm doing my show prep and Mm uh dude it's crazy how many studies are out there and when you read a lot of these studies and you probably have experienced this too you read a lot of these studies and you go why are we why are there so many studies what's the end result here of of most of these studies i'm looking at and i i think Mm -hmm. not that i'm a professional in this in that area but yeah. Uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, I, I have a bad feeling that a lot of this is just money going down the drain. These are people who are going, look, we sure. have to do studies and we have to get the money, the you know, budget. stuff like that. So we're yeah. going to study how, you know, a, a yeah. shrimp can run on a, on a, treadmill, a treadmill, you know, yeah. or something. It's like,
0: yeah, you're right, dude. Well, look, it, it, food is better than drugs. Organic food's better than what they call food. We'll leave it at that and go on to the homeopathic hit of the day dedicated to all you ladies out there.
1: Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show.
0: Yeah, today's homeopathic hit does indeed touch the ladies appropriately, though. It's Simi Sifuga or Acti Arasimosa. And uh, basically, it's the black cohosh in a homeopathic form. And you can see that cute little uh, picture that Super Don added into the cover slide for Simi Sifuga today. I want
1: to know why, if it's black cohosh, is it white? Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know. Maybe the flower is white, but the roots are black. So I haven't looked at that mm. in depth. You didn't ask to look under the skirt, which is kind of rude. But uh, we're talking <laughs> about a plant here.
1: Uh, God, you started so, off with touching the women appropriately, and now yeah. you're looking under their skirt.
0: I it's, No, this is the the plant, the plant. Everybody oh. listen carefully. So okay. homeopathic hit of the day, Simisifuga, the remedy for menstrual pain and emotional turmoil. So welcome back, y'all. Here we are focusing on this actea rasimosa or Simisifuga. Uh, Remedy often used for menstrual pain and emotional turmoil. This brief guide will delve into a few of the uh, applications of it as a remedy. It's derived from the root, exactly what I said, of the black cohosh plant, which is native to North America. Substance obviously carefully processed, according to the pharmacopeia, into a homeopathic remedy. Now, the key focus on physical activity is conditions like menstrual cramping. But it does have some neck and back pain as well, muscle tension. But often this pain is in the pelvic region in that area. Mentally, individuals needing or indicating the use of semisifuga may experience emotional turmoil, mood swings, and a sense of gloom. So we can see a lot of female-specific issues around the, the female cycle potentially, although it's not exclusive to that. But that's predominantly what this remedy is utilized for. Primary uses is again, menstrual pain, effective for dealing with musculoskeletal pain too, but menstrual, especially when it's associated with the menstrual cycle or is triggered by emotional stress, emotional turmoil, disturbances, particularly when there is a feeling of darkness and despair often exacerbated during menstrual periods. So again, this is the remedy. Try this before you try mitol or other toxic drugs. Low potency, 6X, 10X, 12X, 12C, 30C, whatever. Suitable for acute response. Mild pain or emotional upset, you can use it for more intense pain, too. Just use it more frequently. If you use the medium to high potencies, typically more chronic issues and severe emotional states, please consult with a qualified homeopath if you're not sure how to go there. Now, some complementary remedies. We like to throw those into the mix. This means if you see a semisifuga or acti racemosa in the Materia Medica, you might go, oh, I don't know if this matches up really perfectly. Let me check out another remedy. Hey, how about pulsatilla? often used after semisifuga for lingering emotional symptoms or menstrual issues. Then I add here, lilium tigrinum. Super Don, can you translate the the Latin term lilium tigrinum into American English? I bet you could. Tiger lily? Yeah, you got it, my friend. It's the tiger lily. This remedy is also helpful for pathologies of the uterus and the ovaries. And then colophyllum which is similar but different. It's the blue cohosh, but it's the homeopathic remedy. It's great for uterine and cervical condition, cervix. It also softens the cervix for easier delivery and childbirth. So if you're prepping to have childbirth, you want to start on colophylum within the last month to begin to soften the cervix. Simicefuga, generally recognized as safe, of course, as a homeopathic remedy. Please avoid self-prescribing for more severe or chronic conditions. And if symptoms worsen or persist, persist please consult the homeopathic professional and in conclusion and repetitive, repetitively I just made that word up <laughs> Simi versatile homeopathic remedy particularly effective for menstrual pain and emotional turmoil stay tuned for the Robert Scott Bell show and more of our enlightening dives into the world of homeopathy through our homeopathic hit segment especially when it's dedicated to the ladies Remember, this is educational and informational. It's not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent, or all those things. Or replace a doctor if you choose to have a doctor. But remember, if you do, ask them how often they have a bowel movement because that will disqualify most of them. And with that, we're almost up against the break. Do I have time to do the Brooke Shields story? Do we do that in the bonus round? We'll do. We can do that in the bonus. So if you want to know what, Bruce i'm sorry brooke is it bruce or brooke oh my God. <laughs> Oh no like what bruce did you just Jenner. do yes the picture you're gonna have to see this uh brooke shields <laughs> and potato chips that's where we go in the bonus round and then i've got a uh, connect at the bottom of the hour do a pre-record a little bit for tomorrow uh with jonathan emord who's traveling as well and uh, we got a lot more to do guys and gals and i appreciate you being here and sharing the show thank you to tia severino and thank you to uh, Jack Roth, first-time guest. I think he really brought it. I don't know if you were paying attention the first hour, but, dude, I was digging it. We had a good time. Really good discussion. Yeah, it was good stuff. Not only the Kennedy assassination controversy, but we even got into little alien talk and mm-hmm. uh, all kinds of stuff. So, y'all, if you missed it, go back and listen and share the show. And remember, sign up for the newsletter. Easily done enough by texting my initials RSB to the number 66866. The number is double six, eight, double six, not triple six, double six. (laughs) So there you go, y'all. Thanks for being here. God bless you. Love you. Be back in a moment for the bonus round. If you want to stick around for more at robertscottbell.com, where the power to heal is yours. All right. Jamming out. Jazzy marching band music stuff. Yeah. That's good.
1: Yeah, I'm jazzy, big band. I love it all. My In friend, fact, good, What, what? No, I was just going to say that, uh, you know, my my daughter's getting um, married on the 19th.
0: Okay, getting there.
1: And I I took a very long time, many months, trying to figure out what song we were going to do for the Daddy-Daughter Dance.
0: Oh, you got because one? Because
1: that's, that's part of I finally 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 fell in because i was like oh man i wanted to be sentimental and yeah you know and say everything so like that but then i was like I'll n- i won't even make it through the song i mean okay. i'm just I'm just that kind of guy i wear my heart on my sleeve so yeah you know and my my daughter is is you know she's not big on the whole like you know s- like, feely you know stuff yeah. like that and i'm like you know it's her special day so i'm gonna try and back off a little bit here and make it okay. a little less about me and so right. we got. So I finally came. I I, I, uh, I decided on a song, and uh, it's Frank Sinatra's "The Way You Look Tonight."
0: Oh, that's cool. You familiar with that song? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, and uh, so we're gonna. that be. Gonna, yeah, that'll be. It'll, it'll be a it'll fun be dance. your eyes out.
1: No, not like some of the other ones. You know, okay. it's some of the best daddy daughter mm-hmm. songs out there. Yeah, they're country music songs. Yeah. That, man sure. those those country music stars, they know how to write lyrics, man. I mean, mm-hmm. they really do. whether it's it's patriotic stuff or it's you know family or mm-hmm. or you know falling in love or you know loving your kids or something like that. But I'm not a big country music fan. I'm just not. So I, I struggled with that mm-hmm. uh, because you know when I, I looked up like on the internet, you know, what are the best? you know so, uh, it's like so many of them were were, were country music songs. Or there are ones that just were not appropriate, like like one of the ones like apparently that's really popular in weddings. Yeah, uh, Guns N' Roses "Sweet Child of Mine," and I'm like, hmm. I'm not gonna dance to that at my well, daughter's not, wedding.
0: Yeah. I, it's just, that's like, funny.
1: Well, how would you no. even dance to that? I mean, it just I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. So anyway, all these little things, you know, it's as it's getting closer. Um, I'm getting more and more nervous because we're trying to. Make everything get everything right, and DJs and officiants and caterers, and it's just. I, well, I don't I need know to
0: Come we'll, come there and MC the event for you.
1: I don't. Well, you know that actually that'd be kind of fun, but um,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we
1: we got we got it all covered pretty much. Okay.
0: So Dude, anyway, I'm going to I'm looking forward for when it's over because you been I am
1: too behind the scenes, right, stressed just,
0: out, putting all of this together. You're the dad doing it all. And I'm,
1: I'm, I'm going to convince the rest of the kids to elope.
0: Right. Like <laughs> I said, that's what I'm thinking after seeing what you've been through. Right. Don't, <laughs> don't ask dad for more. Come on. You know, hit him up. He's going to need some serious homeopathic help.
1: It's my youngest yeah. kid.
0: Mm-hmm. 27 years old. Wow. Jeez, that's amazing. <sighs> all right. Well, crazy? You crazy. Christmassy stuff too uh, I think it's coming up already people are talking about it's not even Thanksgiving yet so y'all hold your horses but I did hear my buddy David Young has a a new song out uh, a bluesy Christmas or something and Mm. uh, it's kind of cool if you like a little bit of jazzy blues riff on Christmas uh, I'm gonna try you know what I'd like to get David Young on to do like a Sunday conversation with him that'd be a fascinating journey from rock and roll to New Age music now to jazzy Christmases and all of that, everything in between. Uh, what a journey! That could be fun.
1: No, is thinking. he is he the one that that you've known for a really long time, mm-hmm. and that came out with all those CDs that you sent uh, to to me at TRN that one oh, time? Oh yeah,
0: you remember that?
1: I do remember that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful music, and yeah. he plays like two flutes at once and all that stuff. But dude's a like Juilliard level trained musician on the guitar. He used to be like a hot, hot rock and roll dude, and he's done so many different kinds of musical styles over the years. Uh, and he's got some pretty interesting takes on the world. I thought, as long as we're having fun with our Sunday conversations, I think I'd have fun with that one. Uh, but just thinking about it, thinking about it. I mean, y'all have been willing to flex with me on a lot of topics, and most of you are still here. Thank you. And uh, why not?
1: All right. So let's talk
0: potato chips. And Brooke Shields. So the story here, CNN, it's my wife brought this to my attention yesterday, and, and we might have covered it yesterday, but the, the angle wasn't what happened to her so much as what the doctors told her to do about it. That's really the, the story. But here's it. Brooke Shields says she had a seizure and woke up to Bradley Cooper holding her hand. Now- it's I didn't know about the Bradley Cooper angle yesterday when we were, or even today. and Well,
1: and, and I had seen this the day before. Okay. Uh, and it was about that she had had a seizure and it was mm-hmm. because she had drank too much water. And I've, I've heard of this before where if, you, dr- if you drink too much water, it dilutes in uh, your, your electrolytes.
0: Correct. Yeah. And
1: then you so. end up having a seizure. Mm-hmm. And so that's as far as I got with it. I was like, Oh, okay. Oh, that. And I noticed that in the, that, Brooke Shields, now mm-hmm. I, you remember Brooke Shields? I mean, we were when we were young, yep. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, she was supermodel and she yeah, was yeah. like, you know, extremely attractive, and all the guys thought she was amazing. Yeah. Um, she's kind of looked got kind of like a Caitlyn Jenner thing going on
0: now. You know what she I mean? does, doesn't she? Now yeah. I don't see an Adam's apple, so I don't know what to make of that. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just saying. All right. All right. So Anyway, but she has this hyponatremia episode apparently. passes out seizures whatever uh and that she wakes up in the ambulance with bradley cooper now that's all well and good it's just kind of like a a celebrity story to that point but here's where she says at the end of this article i flooded my system and i drowned myself and if you don't have enough sodium in your blood or urine or or your body you can have a seizure she said adding that the doctor's orders her treatment plan includes eating potato chips every day What?
1: Yeah, I didn't think it was real when you told me this earlier. I was just like, no, yeah. that, that must have been like on like some parody site or some.
0: It, it's yeah. real. That's to me the the story. Really? That's your answer for hyponatremia? I mean, I can understand in an acute scenario if they're still awake and haven't passed out. You can get them salt in any way you can right away. But that's your your. Long
1: doctor's orders the po- doctor's orders eat potato, potato chips, chips every, every day. day
0: and i've been looking super done i admit i like potato chips but you know i only get the organic ones and they're hard to find apparently yeah. all the potatoes that are organic they're not turning them into chips i don't know why there's a lot of non-gmo and stuff but i'm like potato chips fried in coconut oil what or, doctor or why would you not I just think. prescribe yeah. Salt. Real, Redmond real salt, Celtic salt. I mean, salt. how
1: I don't know how much salt you're supposed to have in a day. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would be I would guess that you could probably find some kind of salt that you could get that sodium from rather white potato chips. Right. There's so many things that have salt. Acrylamide, and, you know,
0: Not enough. Acrylamide?
1: I'll tell you if Brooke Shields was drinking Cardio Miracle every day. This she wouldn't would get, have happened.
0: She would get those minerals. She would get that. Yeah. She
1: would get, you
0: know. Uh, what she needs.
1: But yeah, what doctor is going to say uh, you need to eat potato chips every day?
0: Well, one that's a medical doctor probably.
1: I'll bet you that doctor prescribes Ozempic too.
0: You, you got that right. And it's like, <laughs> you know what? I'll bet a chiropractor wouldn't be this dumb to say no. that's what you should do every day. And that's, that's not saying much because chiropractors are smarter than doctors, mostly what they learn. Even though they learn some of the same basic things doctors do, but then they switch off from pathology to other things. Uh, so I'm not trying to make doctors hate chiropractors. There was enough of that already. But the idea of nutrition, real nutrition, doesn't involve, yes, Rook Shields at 58 years of age. Your solution to hyponatremia is to eat potato chips every
1: day. Again, I mean, look, let's give her some credit. There's some benefit yeah. of the doubt here. It wasn't mm-hmm. her idea. It was the doctor's orders.
0: But she's the same generation as us. She's like right at the tail end of a boomer and the earliest of the Gen Xers. We're supposed to know better, aren't we? See through this, right? Or maybe not. She still believes the doctors are right. Look, I'll tell you,
1: my my wife had an electrolyte issue once. Mm -hmm. And she started drinking coconut water every day. Yep. Uh, Literally every day.
0: And that was wonderful, wasn't it?
1: I mean, and she hasn't had a problem since because yeah. you know it's got so all the electrolytes in it. the doctor her.
0: tell Brooke Shields to drink some coconut water? Coconut no, no, water, potato chips, potato chips. Yeah. Who is her doctor? What the hell? And how often does he have <laughs> a bowel movement? Probably not much. Probably not very often. That's my guess. <sighs> anyway. So anyway, yeah. Um. Let's see.
1: Oh, by the way, yeah. I, uh, I I asked AI to give me a picture oh. of what Brooke Shields might look like. Uh, eating potato chips. Okay. And so it came up with, there were three that I picked out here. There's, there's her. Of course, those don't look like potato chips. Those look no. more like uh, vanilla wafers or something.
0: Or wood chips. I don't or know. Or potatoes, actually. Yeah. They kind of look oh, like potatoes, potatoes yeah. little
1: potatoes, right? Yeah. So there wasn't mm-hmm. that one. Then there was uh, that one.
0: Okay. That looks more little. That, that looks like more a, like potato like Fritos chips. Fritos, almost, there, some of them, but yeah.
1: kind of flying in the air. Yeah. Now, this one here, you said this kind of looks more like Nancy Pelosi.
0: Yeah, to me, it looks a little, little more like Pelosi chips. eating potato chips. gross yeah. anyway.
1: So I, I think. Uh, That'll I go know. with that one. The you think this one. one here? That's the best yeah, one? Okay. that one. Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. By the way, you if you go. guys want a Synergy sauna now that the weather's turned cold, they don't have them anymore. So you got to get relaxed saunas. And uh, Phil Wilson, my buddy, has them. And we have a little commercial we've been running. If you don't know, use the code RSB get 100 bucks off and i'm going to talk with him soon about uh like a i don't know black friday promotion, some, some seasonal promotion where we can get, can get you more off on that so get ready if you've been thinking about getting a relaxed sauna those are awesome and i use them too uh but use the code rsb when you reach out and get it so you can save the money and get those so let's see anything else we need to cover today what else we got
1: I think that's it. Let's just take let's let's take a look at what's happening tomorrow, and then I know you gotta uh, get ready to do a pre-record. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Tomorrow we will have Jonathan e. Mord. and then at uh, hour two. Well, yeah, hour two tomorrow we have Cara Downs, Bookman, and Don Downs mm-hmm. on tomorrow. Do we? Do you know what that's about? No. Okay, this is a Kevin thing. It's always yeah. good. It's like Christmas yep. every day. Every day on the Robert yeah. Scott Bell show, open up, we package. open up the the guest box and and see what Santa brought us. <laughs> so we will have uh, we'll have them like on it. tomorrow, and then is this true? We have Michael Bolden on Friday. Yeah, yay! They, yeah, finally,
0: finally back in the mix. All right. So and I'm not traveling this weekend since we got a cancellation. I'm technically am. I got another trip with the family. I'm going to do, but we'll talk about that for Monday. I think it'll be different. But, uh, yeah. Hey, look, good show today. It was great having T on. I really enjoyed, uh, was it Jack Roth yep. on his book on Kennedy and the stuff. I hope you enjoyed the conversation and appreciate all the feedback in the chat room. Let me just see if there's anything on rumble. Can you check that for us real quick? <clears throat> and I'll see, uh, uh what James Garrigus
1: said, hi.
0: Hello, James.
1: Marge was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Bird lover 56. I think Bird Lover 56 is new. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Jim, Central Spotlight. Yep. Now, I, I, this was a part of the conversation I guess I was not either, because I, I stepped away for a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you were talking about people, the the protesters or something like that, because his, here's his comment. He says, they are angry because the rent is too damn high. Mm-hmm. I've, I've heard that reference before. Uh, okay. You can't earn a living. The youth yeah. has it much harder than our parents had.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I, I know. Do you know what
1: that's in reference yes. to? Yes. I mean, yeah.
0: that's that's in reference to, you know, I was asking why they, they're so angry, you know, on the Palestine issue. It's like they don't know anything, little or nothing about. Oh, the dude. Yeah. Jim, like, I'm
1: going to disagree with you. That has nothing to do with the rent. Well, the, the, you're you're talking, talking about, about you're talking about the protesters? like in, 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 the, Yeah, the, the, I think
0: that's what it was in reference to.
1: Yeah, no, it has nothing to do with the rent.
0: But, I mean, they want to be mad at something that they can lash out Listen, at. Listen,
1: most of these people, if you look at them, I mean, a vast majority of them that I've seen, they're all college-age kids mm-hmm. um, who like to protest. A lot of them do, about protest yeah. about something. Yeah. Um, and, you know, gay rights is kind of old and busted. That's a long time ago. Trans mm-hmm. thing, that's that—that's boring. Nobody wants to talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, stuff so like that. And so I think... Mm-hmm. and this might be kind of sound like a
0: protest like, of the day
1: like a jaded old man you know here yeah. and stuff but you know uh i i believe that being pro-palestinian and anti-israel and 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 stuff like that is kind of the new subculture which which is you know these people they they, they glam on to the the subculture thing the the younger mm-hmm. people do they always want to have something to, to protest about yeah and this has taken off crazy. And so that's what I think I think is a big part of it, because when you actually I've seen many of these interviews where they will single people out and they'll pull them aside and they'll go. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, uh, you're 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 against Israel and stuff like that. So are you uh, in favor of of, uh, you know, uh, and they rattle off these things that the Hamas is in favor of and they're just like, what? Yeah. No, I wouldn't know. I'm not for that. I'm not, no, you not know, so they, they don't even know. They don't even know. A lot of them don't know mm-hmm. what it is that they're out there yelling and screaming about. They're just a part right. of the movement that, that makes them feel empowered because they've got something to be angry right. about. Right. No,
0: I, I'm not going to say that James or Jim is wrong on that in, in the terms of they are mm-hmm. angry because yeah, that's I,
1: all. Yeah, that's a separate yeah, issue. Yeah, that's
0: issue. Yeah. But, you know, the thing is, um, the anger should be what not at the parents, although you could do that, but it's not going to be really helpful. You look at the policies of the last hundred plus years since the dawning of the Federal Reserve, and the empire that we have, uh, you know, emerged into being—not for good necessarily. Though you can argue, yes, there have been good things that have been done in that time. But right now, the destruction of the dollar that these kids are having to work for to to pay for rent—yeah, I mean—but again, where are they going to misplace or displace their anger? You know, as opposed to just you know protesting for people that they wouldn't. You know, hang out with on a on a Friday night because you know your beliefs as an American would would result in their attacking and killing you, perhaps, possibly. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying always, but those are things they're not considering at all. Uh, so again, yeah. everybody's being messed with and manipulated. And well, and here, here's 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 the other course. thing
1: that, that I'll say about it, and then then we can go. But okay, uh, by the way, Jim Garrigus is asking if you're uh, if everything's good for the 27th.
0: What are we doing on the 27th? Oh, yeah, we're going to do an advanced medicine uh, Monday. Uh, okay. They're doing that on – is it still on Clubhouse? I don't know. Oh, let me look at the 27th, Monday the 27th. Yeah, it looks good. Looks like we can do it. That's right after Thanksgiving weekend. So, yeah, 27th is fine. Um. All
1: right, so final final comment. Uh, yeah. These these kids and these people that are marching around and yelling and screaming and don't really under, have a full, full understanding of what it is that they're supporting, quote, supporting mm-hmm. – yeah. Uh, are, are really creating a bigger problem because what they're doing is they are empowering the real anti-Semites mm-hmm. and the Nazi, you know, listen, people throw the Nazi thing around. You know, they used to do it with Trump, right? Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. a Nazi. Let's punch a Nazi. Well, I don't see a lot of people out punching the Nazis that are out in the streets right now because they're, all cl- they're coming out because they feel empowered now. Right. Uh, the anti-Semitism I was just reading about that, that's, that's growing now in, of all places, Germany. Right. You know, these closet Nazis that are going, oh, hey, cool, look, look what they're saying. You know, now now we've got some numbers. Now we can exploit this so we can we can we can uh, take advantage of this. Uh, It's causing bigger problems. And I I have a bad feeling this is going to get worse before it gets better. It's a it's a very weird, scary time that we're living in right now. Yeah. So anyway.
0: All right, everybody, protect on yourself. On that note, bring, bring the love, if you can. Overwhelm the hatred. Pay Folks, attention. we got a lot more healing out of time. I got to do some more recording, bottom of the hour, and then I have another training for Canada on silver. And Super Don, if you've got some stories for tomorrow. I do. Discuss and an overlay, we'll get that done, and I'll meet you back here in the recording room in 15 minutes.
1: All right, sounds like a plan.
0: Thank you all for being here. God bless you, love you, and uh, God will, we'll see you less than 22 hours from now.